This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And it's Wednesday, June 23rd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A driver shortage and an increase in trash volume are just some of the issues contributing to pickup delays. According to the Philadelphia Streets Department, surrounding towns are also reporting similar problems. It's funny that um, sponsorship, they're looking for truck drivers. Yes. Yes. Has been sponsoring with us for a few months now looking for drivers. And this is one of the reasons is that they just don't have truck drivers out there. I've been noticing that pickup has been later and later in the week in in my neighborhood. Yep. So um, the, uh, the deputy commissioner of the Streets Department, Keith Warren, said, I want to apologize for the delayed service. He says trash production across the city is up about 30% because more people are staying home still due to the COVID-19 pandemic. He says that equates to a whole additional day of trash collection. The city is also struggling to hire enough garbage truck drivers and collectors. Warren says right now in the industry, CDL, commercial drivers, licensed drivers, are like a unicorn. It's so very difficult to find them. While they work to pick up the pace of collection, city officials have created six locations that are called Citizen Convenience Center for recycling and trash. So basically, you can go and take your trash and drop it off if it's too delayed for you. Mm. Uh, they are fenced-in areas, and they're full of dumpsters. Residents are encouraged to drop off their waste at these locations. Philadelphia isn't the only place seeing this problem. Collingswood in Camden County, New Jersey, created its own borough-run collection crew. They rented trucks, and they hired their own people to go pick up the trash. I found a place just off 476 called uh, the Schuylkill River. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, and, uh, they take it. Press, yeah. You just back right up. All right. Yeah. No but fuss, no, no bus. No hazarded. <laughs> Honestly, it's right there, especially if your back tires in the water. Right, right, right. But and you can't do, like, paints and stuff like no, that, right? No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. And you, they take, that, you pour that directly down the sewer. They take bodies, too, right? <laughs> oh, the bodies, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, that's, that's In fact, that's the number one choice of the oh, mafia. Right. In Burlington County, officials acknowledge recycling pickup is delayed across every municipality that they have because of the truck driver sh- uh, shortage. They, too, are working with its contractor to hire more staff to pick up the pace. So, basically, it's increased trash and not enough drivers out there. I'll tell you what. Like, the guys in our neighborhood, people, I see people put out all sorts of stuff, and they, they take it all, and they're, they're, they're very efficient. But I did notice that, you know, we're like two or three, four days past the normal pickup day. That's oh, wow. crazy. The number of people stopped from buying guns through the United States background check system hit an all-time high of more than 300,000 last year in the middle of a surge of firearm sales, according to new records obtained by the group Every Town for Gun Safety. The FBI numbers provided to the Associated Press show the background checks blocked nearly twice as many gun sales in 2020 as in the year before. About 42% of those denials were because the would-be buyers had felony convictions on their records. The increase in blocked gun sales largely tracks with the record-setting surge in sales that took hold along with the coronavirus pandemic and has continued into the year. Can you be uh, denied a gun permit if you were ticketed for throwing garbage in the river? (laughs) I don't know. It comes as Congress failed to pass major legislation on guns despite the Democratic majority and President Joe Biden's push. A bill that would strengthen background checks is stalled in the Senate. The House in March passed the legislation requiring the checks on sales and transfers as well as an expanded 10-day review for gun purchases. Most states require background checks only for sales at federally licensed dealers. A nearly 900-pound, 11-foot 
uh, long great white shark pinged off of the coast of Atlantic City as she made her way north last weekend. You do these stories specifically for Casey, don't I know. you? <laughs> yeah, the second you go into it. Well, it doesn't even matter. I, I don't one. go in the ocean. <laughs> you never go in, Case? Uh, very rarely. Very yeah. Okay. Uh, so her name is Freya, and she was tagged and continues to be tagged by Osha Reach. It's an ocean research organization. Uh, that's the app that I have on my phone where I track my sharks. Ah. Uh, on Tuesday, Freya, who weighs 883 Three pounds oh. pinged, I know, off of the coast of Rhode Island. Can we? Can you? Because I know we we have uh, we've adopted tigers and various um, animals around at various. Can we ping places. a shark? Can we? Can, do they shark? allow a to uh, adopt? Can we adopt a great white shark? Don't see right? I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, you and don't we have to contribute. It. Yeah. Now, do you know why? You know why Casey's uh, why he doesn't go in the water? The the explanation he has. There's monsters in there. There's monsters. <laughs> exactly. There. Yeah. I don't. I think that's legit. We don't belong I, in there. That's what, what do you think that? It's 800 pounds, and it's got like a thousand razors in its mouth. And it doesn't like us. You would call that a... That's a monster! Uh, Right. Their monsters are real. Like They're real. Their monsters are real. Friday's ping was close to the shoreline, but Captain John Malecki of the Atlantic City Beach Patrol said that there is no need to panic, as this time of year it's normal for sharks to migrate north. He says even dolphins are rarely seen close to where surfers and swimmers would be. I'll tell you what. Again, I... It was six years, seven years ago, and we were at Cape Cod. And, I mean, you know, there are an F load of great white sharks out there, especially up there. They were having a massive problem. Now, what happens is is that they have a seal population that's pretty big, so that draws them. I think they pass right by Jersey because there's really nothing. Yeah. Except for the, the errant swimmer. Well, that's uh, the thing, too. If you see the seal on, you know, on the beach, like, be careful yeah. because that probably that, means that there's something in the water. That's a good piece of advice, yes. Um, so still, he said, if you hear about a tracked shark nearby, um, they do notify the lifeguards to stay alert. Last July, a 10-foot great white shark known as <laughs> Miss May was spotted near Atlantic City beaches. So uh, this one's Mary Lee, right, Kathy? Or is... No, this is Freya. All right, so there is one that's tracked out there called Mary Lee the Shark. And uh, Mary Lee the Shark has 124,000 followers on Twitter. And Mary Lee the Shark follows us on Twitter. Really? Yeah. Oh, Oh, come on, Casey. Come on, she's so sweet. Following us. She's great. She was tagged. This isn't her. That's fake. She doesn't have fingers. Fake news. Um, so listen though, I I do have that app on my phone, and you can uh, yeah. the ones that are that are pinged, the ones that you know they tag yeah. and and are are sending out pings. Um, you can follow them. And the ones you have to worry go. about are the ones that aren't pinging. I yeah. <laughs> well, the ones Steve, that have like, no ping are attached. <laughs> How many sharks does each ping represent? Is what I want. Uh, about <laughs> five to six thousand. Okay. Steve, uh, that's. I yeah, I find that very funny because I'm like, oh, we're pretty good this year in yeah. Montauk. I don't see too many. It's the well, 900. Actually, I, yeah. I never registered. Did you guys happen? I, I never to... registered for the ping program. Did you guys happen to see the Navy? Uh, they tested this forty thousand pound bomb in the ocean. Did yeah, you guys happen awesome. to see that? It was awesome. Can we just drop that wherever they just saw that last ping? Wherever did, they see a ping, did you see drop that? Drop one expression? of those bombs. And, no, and we'll be not. good. Oh, so it's what they amazing. did is they detonated all these explosives near a new aircraft carrier. Yeah, to to see how it would handle that that sort of pressure, that, that right. detonation. Obviously, because the the uh, the force travels under the water, very it's very prominent. Uh, but it's a wild explosion. So you say, case that's the best way to handle. That's the charge. best way. Hey, right. there's a ping. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So just be ping. Ping. Boom. Ping. Boom. It's sports this morning. 
lost to the Washington Nationals last night at the ballpark, falling 3-2. What in the, the f*** is it? In the fourth inning, Nat starter Max Scherzer threw a fastball high and inside to Alec Bohm, sending him to the ground before striking him out. Prior to the next batter, Phil's manager Joe Girardi asked the umpires to check Scherzer after he noticed the Nats ace touching his hair. What the f*** is that? Scherzer threw his gun, uh, gun, his glove. <laughs> he had a gun. Gun. Had gun. 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 That's gun not right. Sharks at the beach. Guns with the MLB. No wonder Girardi challenged no, him. See ya. That's illegal. He, you can't have a gun on the mound. He got tossed for this. It's, he could not have a gun. Jesus. We have a call of armor-piercing bullets being used by the pitcher. <laughs> I'm going to start over that oh. sentence over. Okay. Scherzer threw his glove uh-huh. and hat to the grass then <laughs> stared down. Not a bomb or a gun. And then stared down Girardi after getting checked for the third time by umpires for foreign substances. Girardi, who was ejected for his confrontation with Scherzer, said after the game, it was suspicious to me. The short two-game series wraps up this afternoon, and Vince Velazquez will get the start. Game time is at 1.05. In the NBA playoffs, the Phoenix Suns beat the LA Clippers last night in Arizona. DeAndre Ayton. Jammed an alley-oop pass with seven seconds left. No, point seven seconds point, left. Sorry, point oh seven God, yeah. seconds left. Uh, lifting the Suns to a 104-103 win in Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals. Game 3 is tomorrow night in Los Angeles. And in the NHL, the Montreal Canadiens beat the Golden Knights last night in Las Vegas. Carey Price made 26 saves to lead uh, Montreal to a 4-1 win, putting the Canadiens one step closer to the Stanley Cup Finals. Game 6 is tomorrow night in Canada. And that's what I have for you this morning. And at the end there, they shot the goaltender. (laughs) (laughs) It was Preston. It's running rampant it's in not professional sports. Brick killed some guy. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, I had the gun story, then we went into sport. Like, it just, it all combined. How did you get a hand grenade? I don't know. A bomb, a bomb in the ocean. Killed a man with a trident. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we welcome you to Wednesday morning, our midweek point. And uh, we do have a few things that are happening. We try to have some good giveaways on Wednesday. So we have a secret text word today, a chance for you to win a uh, win $50 from Everfresh. Juices and juice drinks. Mm. So if you're a juicer, then you're interested in that. Text the word secret to 39333 and we'll send a word back to you and we'll ask you to call with that word. Later on, we'll grab a random uh, texture and give that away too. Wednesdays also mean a little TV time. We're going on Fox Good Day. Today it's Alex and Karen. Mike is on vacation, so mm. we'll check them with those two. And then we have an Olympian who is going to be here in our studio today. She is local. Uh, her name is Peyton. Is it Ridenauer? Yes, it is. It is Ridenauer. I want to make sure I pronounce that correctly. And she is a, a BMX rider. She rides bikes, and that's an Olympic sport. And it's crazy what they can do on those bikes and the, the oh, speeds yeah. they go. And uh, she's a champion, man. She's great. I was yeah. watching footage of her, and there's a whole bunch of questions I want to ask about exactly what she's doing yeah. when she's doing it. All right, so we will get her in this morning around 9 o'clock. Uh, Nick says she's awesome, so we will uh, we'll spend a little time talking to a local Olympian. That's yeah. pretty cool, man. So uh, we have that taking place and some other things to give away. So i tell you what we'll do. We'll take a break, come back in a second, and we will start giving some stuff away with our stupid question and the entertainment report stories that I have set aside for you. So don't go far because we're, gonna begin, we're not going to be gone long. We'll be back in just a moment. Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant... 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's give away a $50 Metro Diner gift card. The stupid question this morning is, what well-known rock band uses two umlauts in their name? Mm. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. What well-known rock band uses two umlauts in the spelling of their name, all right? you got to know what all that is in order to win. Let's see if you know. And I'll go through some birthdays today, Wednesday, June 23rd. There's a few of them. We'll start with Randy Jackson. Randy Jackson. Former American Idol judge. Yes, former member of Journey for a hot minute. And, in fact, he's back with them again. I believe. Is he? Touring. Yeah, I think they're going to. Uh, he's he's playing some shows with them. Uh, and he celebrates his 65th birthday today. But also a well-known producer, too. Yes. That's kind of where he really... Uh, started to, to take off in the industry, I believe, is when he started producing. Uh, Absolutely, groups. yeah, he's yeah. done a lot of work. Uh, so he turns sixty-five years old today. Happy birthday, dog! Um, <laughs> Francis McDormand, the actress. Uh, Francis, yes, is a great actress. Fargo, almost famous. A few high-profile roles for her. Just won the Oscar again, right, for Nomadland? Yep. That's right, and yep. I have not seen that. You said it's down. It's definitely a down, depressing movie. Is it yeah. like a good at the beach weekend fun movie to put? <laughs> totally, like For the if, whole if, family. If you have yeah. one of those inflatable screens in your backyard. Yeah, yeah uh, Nick Murphy loved it, and I, I usually trust his palate yeah. when it comes to movies. But, and that's um, taking a serious hit now. Here's the deal: I didn't hate it. It just didn't leave me feeling great. Sometimes you need oh, to go yeah. back and revisit something that is yeah. dour and down can be actually a laugh fest. <laughs> no, there are great yeah. movies. I mean, wonderful yes. performances that you're like, wow, that was heavy, man. Yeah, I need to but live with this a bit. It's, it's you know, fantastic, and it's art. So uh, Francis McDormand is 64 today. Uh, Clarence Thomas, the Supreme Court Justice, huh. turned 73 years old today. Just watched a documentary on him. Very fascinating. Uh, Selma Blair, the actress. Movies like uh, Cruel Intentions and Legally Blonde. Now, we have a special connection, Preston, because I follow her on Instagram. Oh, so I feel so. I know her very well. Hey, what was the movie with her and Christina Applegate? And it was three, oh, three yes, girls. Oh, yes, right. Real sexual charged, funny comedy, and, and so she she has a, she has an she has oral scene, ring. right? Yeah, and it gets caught. It gets caught on right. a guy. And who's oh. the, who's the other? One? Is it Charlize Theron or is I can't it... remember who the third was amongst that. I don't think it was Charlize. Cruel Intentions? No, no, no. no, no. It, it, was, it, was it was a comedy, body comedy, a sex comedy for women. Uh, yeah, and it was probably Nick the early two thousands. I want to say thing. Uh, Wait, that might be it. I think that might the sweetest have been thing it. with oh. Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Yes, Cameron Diaz that's, that's right. Yep. Yeah. That yeah. was yep. good. Yep. Uh, so Selma Blair turns 49 today. Uh, Brian Brown, the Australian actress. Yes, great. Uh, movie in Cocktail. He's the guy that kind of shows the ropes to Tom, <laughs> to Tom Cruise. And, of course, Kokomo is from that movie. I'll tell you what he's in that's great. He's in a movie called Breaker Morant, which is a, uh, a, a great movie. I, is he? He's in the Thornbirds as well. Uh, I guess so. I'm yes. not sure, Steve. Uh, I loved him in uh, Along Came Polly. He's the rich adventurer. 
and uh, just does crazy, outrageous stuff, stunty stuff. Do you remember was, there were two, maybe three movies in the series? It was about a special effects artist. Yeah, FX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the first one was really good. Uh, yeah, uh, another one's not so good. But you know what? What I didn't know, his wife is Rachel Ward. Yes, yeah. Uh, she was the hottie in Against All Odds. They and... met on Thornbirds. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she is. He is seventy four years old today. Uh, actor Joel Edgerton. Ah, he's great. He is great. Uh, and Stevie's in Black Mass. Yes, he is. If you recall. He's fantastic. Uh, the Great Gatsby, uh, The Gift. Um, and he does, I think he directed The Gift, by the way, which he starred in. Uh, yes, he did. I, or, I think he wrote it. the script, yeah. Oh, did he? Okay, so he and his brother, his brother's name is Nash. There's a show on FX called Mr. Inbetween. That I love. And the third season is out now. Right. Uh, the, they're on Tuesday nights. They're only like a half hour, 40 minutes okay. long, something like that. It's a, I really enjoy the show. And, and they're all like produced and directed by his brother, Nash. Give it a, give it a try, Steve. I think it's kind of like right up your alley. I, I will try. Would, yeah, what is it called again? It's called Mr. Nash In-Between. Bridges. Oh, uh, Mr. Mr. In-Between. In-Between. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so Joel oh. Edgerton is 47. He's going to play Uncle Owen uh, in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And he was Uncle Owen. Remember, they go back to Tatooine at the yes. end of the last one, uh, episode three. Mm-hmm. He's, so he's Uncle Owen in that movie. And he's going to be Uncle Owen in the upcoming um uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and, series and on Disney+. Plus. When you first see him, Nick, he's the one turning around in the kitchen going, what's with the friggin' milk? Yeah. That's right. Uh, all right, so he is 47 today. And then the last birthday is uh, Melissa Rauch. Is that how you say her name? Uh, yes, Big from Bang uh, Big Bang Theory. And she's going to be the new judge in Night Court. Oh, yeah, yes. that's right. So she's uh, uh, replacing uh, Harry Anderson. Yeah, she turns uh, 40, so a big birthday for her today. So happy birthday to everybody celebrating. I will right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, what well-known rock band has two umlauts in their uh, name? 215-263-WMMR, the number I'm going to go to, Eddie. Hey, Eddie. Gadzoo. Gadzoo, Eddie. All right, what band are we talking about? Motley, Mother, and Chris. You're correct, Eddie. Hang on. Uh, $50 Metro Diner gift card, and you can satisfy your burger cravings with Metro Diner's new offerings, including the breakfast burger topped with an egg, hash browns, bacon. This mouth-watering burger is perfect for uh, when you want breakfast, lunch, and dinner all at once. You can order it at MetroDiner.com or seated at your local diner. By the way, from the, the movie The Dirt, if there's any indication that that is how they came about, they just said, and we could put two of those little dot things <laughs> above the uh, the O and the U. I, like I they, love that story. Let's go with that. For the hell of it. Yeah. Um, and I love The Dirt. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, it's great. There's something about that. But I, I remember my, my wife's uncle, who is Swedish, I asked him about the umlaut, or yeah. how you pronounce that in Swedish, because they use it as well, and it's an e sound. E. 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 How about in German? Do you have any idea? I think it's the same. Is it e. 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 Yeah. <laughs> All right. I missed a birthday. It's uh, Jim Curtin of the Philadelphia Union's hey! birthday. Hey! Jim Curtin. You spoke to him. That's how you say it, President. E. <laughs> we, oh, okay. we have it right there. <laughs> I don't know how old uh, uh, Jim is, but uh, happy birthday, dude. Yeah, man. Nice. And e. they play Columbus tonight. It's the full First full capacity game. He was talking about how excited he was to hear that place fill up with all that noise. Yeah, most definitely. All right, so I'm going to get into some of the entertainment stories. Let's begin with this. Meghan Markle and Buckingham Palace are preparing for a brutal showdown mm-hmm. amid bullying claims against Meghan. According to a report in The Mirror, an insider claims that she has 
asked the palace to give her a point-by-point breakdown of the allegations that she reduced staffers to tears. A spokesperson has said that the accusations are a calculated smear campaign set to undermine Meghan after her interview with Oprah Winfrey. Uh, Adding fuel to the drama are reports that Meghan and Harry had bought up Lilibet domains for their unborn daughter ahead of receiving the Queen's approval for using her childhood nickname Uh for their daughter. So what? No, who cares? Uh Well, so what? They're going to turn it into a porn site, Preston. (laughs) Okay. It's probably more so before they, you know, told the name to the public. Totally. Mm -hmm. Shut the hell up. Exactly. All right. Well, um, this is a little somber. Um, Princess Diana's last words have been shared by a fire chief who tried to help her after a crash in Paris. Oh, of course, it ultimately killed her in 1997. Uh, Sergeant Xavier Gourmelion uh, told the Daily Mail she asked, Oh, my God, what's happened? Oh, uh, he said she spoke in English and said, Oh, my God, what's happened? I could understand that, uh, so I tried to calm her, and I held her hand. Uh, he gave statements to police, but has never spoken to the press Aww. about what her last words were. You would were. think with the global hyper-focus on this incident and the, the continuing love for her that he would, somebody would have gotten to him sooner, but he's held on to it all these years. Yeah, maybe he didn't feel yeah. that it was appropriate at any time before this. But, um, yeah, so, uh, of course, the, the crash instantly killed everybody else. Uh, the driver was Omri Paul and uh, Dodi Viad was her boyfriend, and they died immediately. Um, he said he didn't realize who she was when uh, he came upon the accident, which you understand it's an accident scene. You're not yeah, you see a queen in there. Or, instinct I mean, kicks in. Princess, yeah. All right, this is a pretty messed up story. Steve forwarded this to me, and this is a follow-up to the Nexium sex cult. Oh, yeah. Did yeah. you guys follow that? Did you watch any of you? I know Preston oh, that documentary did. was... Yeah, the documentary wow. on HBO. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. in case you watch it, right? I did. And not all of it, but a lot of it. Yeah. Did either of you guys see no. it? No. It's really worth watching. It's one of those where you're like... You just sit there with your jaw open going, uh, how and did you know what? fall into this? <laughs> just, just to jump in here, Case, and we all said this, and guys, this is what you'll learn if you're, if, if you're interested in watching it. In the beginning, mm-hmm. as you're watching it, and it's how these things work. If you want to see how these things work, all the stuff that's presented at the beginning, you're like, you know what? That is actually a good model oh, for yeah, the way that's to, live, a good idea. to live your life. You the, know what? That honestly, makes sense. Yeah. The, 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 and then the, the hammer falls. Right, exactly. The the suggestions of, of helping yourself yeah. and, and bettering yourself. Right. All some, good. Some, some of the methods and tools are like, all right, this sounds this is pretty good. Yeah. But then, <laughs> you know, they find the ones that really, they, they bring in the ones that, yeah. that really dive deep into it and want to immerse their entire world into it. And then they take advantage of it. Yeah. That's and, what happens. And that's how they yep. get you. Uh, so, uh, Smallville actress Allison Mack helped convict the cult leader Keith Raniere by giving prosecutors an audio tape of him talking about branding his recruit recruits, court documents reveal. So, they have audio of him actually talking about it. The word was he didn't know that this stuff was going on, this branding stuff. The 38-year-old actress who pleaded guilty in 2019 will be sentenced on June 30th for her role as a slave master in the upstate New York cult that saw women recruited to be Ranieri's sex slaves and then branded with his initials. So, yes, she she could be looking at 17 years is my understanding. What what do you think? Because she provided 
um, information and provided this audio. Yeah. Um, how? Uh, any idea as to what the reduction would be in her sentence? I haven't seen any any guesses of that, but yeah. they're, they're gonna they're gonna reduce it because yeah. without that, they wouldn't be able they, they wouldn't yeah. be able to Get nail him, him concretely. Yeah. So they are they are thankful for her participation. She's been on house arrest in California since her pl- uh, guilty plea. You remember it with Sammy the Bull Gravano, who was John Gotti's hitman. Basically, uh-huh. he murdered 19, 20, 21 people. Uh, he turned evidence against Gotti, and I think all th- all things considered, he got a slap on the wrist a little bit, like a year maybe, jail time, right. and that was it. See, like, all right, so this guy, uh, L. Ron Hubbard, like, when I look at their faces and I watch them talk, I'm like, I can't, I'm out. Like, yeah. when I look at L. Ron Hubbard and I watch him talk, I, I there's know. no way I can follow that guy. I know what you're saying, you know, even <laughs> though the idea, the ideas might speak to some people, you're kind of looking at this person going... There's something not right about you. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, so a transcript of the tape, which was included in the court filing, showed uh, Ranieri and Mac discussing the branding ceremony. So I've got some excerpts from this. Ranieri had asked at one point, do you think the person who's being branded should be completely nude and sort of held to the table like a sort of almost like sacrifice? I don't know if that, that's a feeling of submission, you know. And then he also suggested filming the branding to be used as collateral in a oh. bid to stop women from leaving the cult. That's what they would do. They would. Oh. He would willingly get them to offer up what they call collateral. Yes. These damning accusations stuff. against them that they would have records of and they would be used against them if they decided to leave or not pay anymore. And Preston, if you stop and think about it, the auditing... Uh, in Scientology, oh, yeah. like they that. say a lot of times that that's what they that, that they'll get. Now, listen, um, this is like a sub sorority sect of of Nexium that was supposed to be hyper uh, a hyper group of women committed to him, right. and also he would control their their diets and everything, like mm-hmm. keep them basically on the edge of starving. So, and, in this documentary, do they um, follow up with the women that have been yes victimized? Like oh, yes, yeah. Okay. oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so and they carry the physical brand, yeah, oh usually down Jesus. towards the uh, you know the woo, and uh, yeah. yeah, they got it. Uh, Ranieri went on to describe how the women should be in a vulnerable position for branding. He said, laying on the back, legs slightly or legs spread straight, like feet being held to the side of the table, hands probably above the head being held, almost like being tied down, like sacrificial whatever, he said. Uh, The person should ask to be branded, should say, please brand me, it would be an honor, or something like that. An honor, I want to wear for the rest of my life, I don't know. And then they should probably say that before they're held down so it doesn't seem like they're being coerced. It's so effed up. Ranieri, so they, this is him on tape. Yeah. So they have yeah. this. This is what they got him with. So uh, he's sentenced, he was sentenced last October to 120 years in prison and had long maintained that he did not have any involvement in the branding ritual. Prosecutors repeatedly referenced the tapes during his trial. They noted in the pre-sentencing memo that prosecutors had not been in possession of the tape prior to... Uh, Allison Mack cooperating. Her cooperation with prosecutors was not previously announced. Uh, While the government did not call Mack to testify at any trial or hearing, she met with the government numerous times at the government's request in order to prepare for a potential trial testimony and was available to testify at Ranieri's trial if requested to do so. She also presented the court with a tape of Neri singing songs from The Little Mermaid, Preston. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> really traumatized now, Seagram's uh, liquor fortune heir, Claire Bronfman, uh, who is accused of using her family fortune to bankroll the Nexium cult, 
was sentenced last September to seven years in prison as well. So, I, I mean, and if you watch, again, not to go on and on about it, but the, the, the people that were drawn into this were like this heiress, very wealthy, very well-to-do, very confident people, yeah. and they just folded. And the documentary is called The Val, right? Yes, okay. that's it. It's it's worth watching. It's, right. it's one of those where you're just, it's compelling because of yeah. how twisted it is. All right, on to some other things. Uh, just in case you were looking to spice up your interior decoration, Cara Delevingne is sharing some inspo. Uh, the mo- I like inspo. Uh, the model opened the doors mm-hmm. to her play zone for Architectural <laughs> Digest and explained, my work requires me to put on many different hats and costumes. Mm-hmm. I love slipping into these various characters, mm-hmm. so I wanted my home to reflect lots of different themes and moods. Well, every room has a different vibe with a nature theme throughout, including her Gucci heron wallpaper and staircase carpet showing leopards climbing up the steps. It is a pretty wild um it's almost like a perverted Adams family house, Preston. She has a ball pit yeah. as well. And she says, the meaning I have from this house is just never grow up, you know? Always kind of maintain some sort of childlike innocence uh, or joy uh, or just need for fun. And they're really great for stress. She said, you can't cry in a ball pit. I've tried. Uh, now, her adult playhouse also has... And I'm gonna I'm gonna use a different word for this. It's got a pink perjanger palace. <laughs> wow, a pink perjanger palace. Yes, and, featuring a swing and stripper pole, as well as a vagina tunnel secret passageway. Yeah, it, if you're, they're showing a picture of the room, and there appears to be on the wall a vagina, but yes. it's actually an entrance. To the secondary room. Yes, and in fact, Architectural Digest's Mayor Russ writes, one enters the so-called rebirth canal through a vulva soft sculpture. He says, think Judy Chicago on acid. And then proceeds to crawl out of a round washing machine door suggestive of a rectum. All right. Uh, Delavine is one of many celebs who have opened up their fabulous homes to AD. Other notables include Kim Kardashian and Jennifer Aniston. So if you want to take a peek, I think there's some videos on her Instagram account that you can check out. If you want some inspo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what you're looking for. Uh, Chris Brown allegedly hit a woman at his Los Angeles home oh. last week, prompting a battery investigation. And is... I'll go through his series of stuff he's done Wait, here in a yeah. moment. This is uh... Brianna's ex. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. So police responded to Brown's home in Tarzana, California on Friday after a woman reported that a suspect allegedly struck her during an argument. Uh, the rapper was not present when the police arrived at the scene, but several outlets, including TMZ, have reported that the suspect is indeed Chris Brown. The alleged incident prompted a crime report for battery, and the city's attorney office will handle the case moving forward for filing consideration. Uh, TMZ reported that the unidentified woman was slapped on the back of her head. Uh, he has, of course, faced legal trouble in the past. 2009, he was arrested for physically assaulting Rihanna, his girlfriend at the time, who was hospitalized for her injuries. Mm. He later pleaded guilty to felony assault. And in 2017, model uh, Karuchi Tran was uh, granted a restraining order following violent threats from Brown. And he was also briefly detained in Paris in 2019 after a woman claimed that she was raped by him. He denied those allegations. But you can see that there's a pattern that uh, this guy... Follow, so he's yeah. been arrested or he's been uh, charged, I guess. So we'll keep an eye on that. Mm. Vin Diesel sat down with Men's Health to discuss his career and perhaps inevitably his former feud with Fast and Furious co-star Dwayne The Rock Johnson came up. The 53-year-old is a producer on the franchise, and when Johnson joined, he had def- uh, definite opinions about how uh, it should go that he revealed. Uh, he said it was a tough character to embody. The Hobbs character, my approach at the same time, 
was a lot of tough love to assist in getting that performance where it needed to be. As a producer, to say, okay, we're going to take Dwayne Johnson, who's associated with wrestling, and we're going to force this cinematic world, audience members, to regard his character as something they don't know. Hobbs hits you like a ton of bricks. Uh, He said of the tough conversations, uh, that took a lot of work. We had to get there, and sometimes at that time, I could give a lot of tough love. That's amazing, because what you're you're peeling back the curtain, and we're watching two artists at work communicating through acting, and it's just amazing. He said, when you're delivering lines like, drive that car faster, I'll kick you in the nuts. Uh, he <laughs> said, not Fellini-esque. No. But I would, do, uh, I would do anything I'd have to do in order to get performances in anything I'm producing. Not Ernest Goes to Jail-esque. Right. <laughs> uh, reports of their conflict emerged in 2016 when they were filming the eighth film. The Rock posted a, an Instagram about uh, some people on set who, who conduct themselves as stand-up men and true professionals while others don't. I added, when you watch this movie next April, and it seems like I'm not acting in some of these scenes, wow. and my blood is legit boiling, you're right. <laughs> Two years later, Johnson made it clear they'd sorted things out. He told Rolling Stone, I came to realize uh, it is that we have a fundamental difference in philosophies on how we approach movie making and collaborating. It took me some time, but I'm grateful for that clarity, uh, where whether we work <laughs> together again or not. Movie making is a family. <laughs> uh, F9 is out on June 25th, by the way. Uh, if you ever watch those movies where they're paired together, I know you're a massive Fast and Furious oh. fan person. Um, when they would have uh, him face off against uh, Dwayne Johnson. Now, they're both big guys, but Dwayne Johnson is a big, big guy. Yes, he yeah. is. And it was laughable, laughable that yeah. Vin Diesel would be able to up him in a fight. They're the stupidest things I've ever seen. <laughs> did you watch Calvin and Hobbes? The uh... I did watch Calvin and <laughs> Hobbes. <laughs> Hobbes. Yeah. I actually listen. There, you know where I stand. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. It's crap. It's complete crap, and it's fun. Check your brain at the door. That's exactly. Check everything else too. Yeah, if you can do that, anything that can ha- enable you to reach for the remote. <laughs> uh, Rachel Zegler has already nabbed her next lead role before before her star-making movie has even hit theater. So Zegler is 20 years old. She is set to play Snow White in an upcoming live-action remake of the Disney classic. And the new role comes months before audience can even, can even see her debut performance in Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, which opens in December. So... She, they must. Oh, she, she's, a, she, she's. She a, must be something like else. a dynamo, and her voice is supposed to be amazing. But so this is. I was trying to think. This is the first live action Snow White telling. Now they did do a bit of the Snow White legend and lore with the Huntsman, right? That the movie with. Uh, I don't Chris know. Hemsworth. I didn't see it. I know they they touched on a few different you right, know characters, right. but I don't remember if they did. I don't know. I couldn't tell you, Steve. Snow okay. White or not. Uh, but yeah, the Snow White remake will be directed by Mark Webb. He did the Amazing Spider Man. Uh, production on the film is set to start in 2022. Uh, Webb uh, had said of her, uh, Rachel's extraordinary vocal abilities are just the beginning of her gifts. Her strength, intelligence, and optimism will become an integral part of rediscovering the joy in this classic Disney fairy tale. Ah. So Snow White, yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting how they play that off live action wise. I'm curious as to I don't really remember other than the seven dwarves the whole Snow White story, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so there's a lot more involved. There's yeah. obviously there there were people sent to kill her and 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 there's um which is I think the huntsman had, deals with that. But she ate the poison apple yeah, and yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And that knocks her out. Uh I get her in Sleeping Beauty no, stories. Isn't that- 
No. You're sleeping beauty's the the spindle or whatever that is. Right. 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 Snow White's the apple. She yeah, shows, see, Kath, I, so, I get them mixed yeah, up. The, the, the princess shows up. She contorts into a uh, into a witch. She goes to the door and gives Snow White the apple, which mm-hmm. she eats. And it's you know loves uh, true kiss, right? Isn't that the? Uh... I believe so. Yeah. Uh, Snow White is the latest of Disney's live-action remakes. Uh, the studio has previously reimagined Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, Mulan, Aladdin, Dumbo, and is currently in production on The Little Mermaid. If they, they, if they want to take a different spin on it, make the dwarves like Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> yeah, And uh, John Cena. Uh, villain origin stories have also gotten the live-action treatment with uh, Maleficent and this year's Cruella. Have I talked to anyone who yes. has oh, yeah. seen Cruella? Yeah. My, I was talking to my son about it yesterday. He he saw it. He liked it, he, um, but he kind of was tired of it at the end. He okay. thought that it was really good, but just a little too long. Now he's a 14-year-old boy, and so maybe he just he got tired of it. But he said like the first 80%, 90% of it was great. He just was, by the end of it, he was like, okay, okay. I know what the story is at this point. Gotcha. Uh, Zegler, by the way, was an unknown 17-year-old high schooler from New Jersey when Spielberg cast her in his upcoming movie. We have our audition audio present. Oh, we do? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? But I want more. I mean, they they heard. Up where they walk, up where they run. They're going to be a star. Right at this point, Spielberg's taking out his phone. Wish I could be part of that world. Yeah, hi, this is uh, Stephen. I've I've just had a revelation. We found our Snow White. Uh, we'll call you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she is going to play Maria in uh, West Side Story to Ansel Elgort's Tony. So uh, Tony and Snow White? No, oh. in uh, West Side Story. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's no Tony and Snow White. Of course. Oh, no. What was I thinking? Not that I know. Tony was the eighth <laughs> dwarf. Yeah. Hi, yeah. Tony. Yeah. What? What do you do? What do you, All these I, other dwarves. I go to work. I do, so you're the only dwarf who's together. You don't have some sort of interesting thing that's your thing? My thing is I live life, baby. Tony. Yeah. Tony. <laughs> Name's Tony. Yeah. I live life. <laughs> don't wear it out. I live life, baby. <laughs> Sneezy, dopey, Tony. <laughs> Doc. Is Doc a doctor? Bashful. He's a gynecologist. Uh, well, he wears because glasses. Because he's so short, he can just look he's up. He's a gynecologist. <laughs> yeah, you got chlamydia. <laughs> That's a good question. What was Doc's thing? You know, because you have yeah. sleepy, bashful, happy, all them, you know, yeah. adjectives, essentially, their names. Right. Was he, Was he in fact, a, a medic? Because they were all minors. They worked. Mm-hmm. They whistled while they worked. They yes, did. They did. Mm-hmm. Hi-ho, hi-ho, hi-ho. Yeah. I don't know what uh, Doc's deal is. Hi-ho. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, it's uh, one to ponder. Okay. Uh, we'll move on. Pete Davidson to, uh, told Gold Derby that he didn't know what was next for him uh, and Saturday Night Live. He said that his role in the NBC sketch series is up in the air at this point. Is the Gold Derby like a sorting hat? I don't know what it is. I guess it's a, I don't know, it's a, a podcast. I don't freaking know. It just says Gold Derby. <laughs> so F that. I don't know. What, you, what do you expect from me? Santa's got to go. Santa's got to go. Uh, he said of closing, <laughs> closing out season 46, uh, it's my seventh year and that's usually what the contract's uh, that's that's usually what the contract's usually for. So usually, usually, it was really emotional. He said, I worked with these guys for a fourth of my life. And I started there with acne and left with tattoos. And it was just like a crazy, very crazy long period of time. By the way, I still don't know what that means. He's got the most messed up array of tattoos. If yep. you watch The King of Staten Island... Mm-hmm. There's no... And there's a sort of a funny side joke with a, with a, with a tattoo that he gets put on his... Uh, you know his, his his mother's boyfriend Bill Burr, but 
Yeah, I mean, at this point, it seems like he's getting some acting gigs, so I, I assume he wants to pursue that. You know what? With with those, the, the people that do those types of tattoos, it doesn't have any kind of theme. It's just a mishmash. They're all over the place. It kind of reminds me of back in the day, back in my day, right. in the 80s in high school, what your notebook looked like. Exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's exactly. what some of these tattoos, which is ugly, by the way. Yeah, but- so here we're looking at Pete Davidson's body, and, and I mean... And a lot of them are not very good, and they make they make um, uh, jokes in King of Staten Island, mm-hmm. which is the poster for obviously about how a lot of them just look terrible. Yeah, yeah. you guys got to follow Sucky Tattoos on uh, Instagram. It's oh, really? really yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's I great. do love looking the, at that. The stuff. best are the ones that you know people win, and I want to get this tattoo because this means a lot to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it looks horrible. Hey, um, Vanessa Bryant, Kobe's uh, widow, has agreed to settle a lawsuit against pilot and owners of the helicopter that crashed. Uh, killing her husband and 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, as well as seven others, including the pilot, uh, Era Zaboyan. Um, relatives of other victims also filed the settlement agreement, uh, whose terms were not disclosed. Yeah, I'm sure it's not uh, disclosed, but I have to imagine. But, I have to imagine it's huge. Yeah, but who who is that money coming from? That was a pilot's error. Insurance. He's dead. Yeah, insurance probably insurance. The, the so, helicopter company. Uh, if approved by the court, the settlement would end the negligence and wrongful death suit. Uh, the National Transportation Safety Board blamed pilot error for the crash, saying a series of poor decisions led a Saboyan to fly into a wall of clouds where he became uh, disoriented. Remember Tracy Morgan with the whole Walmart thing, the Walmart truck that hit his, his, his bus or, or minivan or whatever mm-hmm. he's traveling in? I mean, he's he set many lifetimes over from the settlement with Walmart. Uh, the NTSB also said uh, Island Express helicopters had uh, inadequate review and oversight of safety matters as well. So they have settled that whole deal. Uh, let me see. Do I have time for... Um, you know what? I didn't mention this. I had this the other day. Uh, Jen Harley yes. was taken into custody in Las Vegas and booked for domestic battery and assault with a deadly weapon. <laughs> so this is Ronnie Ortiz Magro's... Yep. Baby mama. Uh, they, of course, have history of domestic violence. He but was arrested. She's alone, too, obviously. In 2019 for striking Harley and uh, locking himself and their child together in a rental Airbnb. They have since split. Now, I don't know anything about who this uh, assault was against or anything along those lines. But nonetheless, she you think picked up for that. The winds just blow people like that together. Like, you like hitting people, too? I don't know, man. It's it's hard yeah. to wrap my mind around that. And then one last thing: Machine Gun Kelly and Travis Barker held the surprise concert on Venice on a Venice Beach rooftop. I think this was over the weekend, huh. uh, and their partners were there to cheer them on. Uh, Yay! The, yeah. Partners. Yeah, Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly's girlfriend Megan Fox and Barker's girlfriend Courtney Kardashian. Yay! Hung as the guys played. So let's have drinks. They had fun, I'm sure. All right, uh, let's get to clips, if you will. Siesta Key follows a group of friends and foes experience heart as they experience heartbreak and happiness while spending the summer in their Florida hometown. In this clip, Madison Hausberg talks about the biggest struggle she has faced this year. Planning a wedding during COVID is difficult, for sure. Like, it's overwhelming. Like, you have to think about, you know, I have to think about my parents who are older. I have to think about Isha's parents who are older. Like, I can't have a group of 100 people together. Like, I can't. So it's it's not what I thought wedding planning would be. You suck my d- and shut the f- up, huh? <laughs> wow. Is this is this a hot girl movie, Nick? You pulled up a picture and it's like it's a, it's a reality it's a reality show. Oh, it's a reality show. Yeah, right, it's a hot girl reality yeah, show. Hot girl reality it's based show. Based on girls, a cookbook. Hot women in bikinis. All right. Uh, the newest episode of Siesta Key airs eight o'clock tonight, and that's on MTV. Amazing. Here's 
the next clip. Uh, the 11th season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills introduced Sutton Strack. Sutton or Stracky, Strack. I don't know. A southern debutante turned Beverly Hills socialite uh. as a full-time member of the show. And here she explains the surprise negative aspects of filming. There's days when I hate it and it's tough. And, you know, you go home and it doesn't feel good. And you kind of wake up and you have to brush it off. And, you know, I know for me personally, I think, gosh, I should have done something a little bit differently last night at dinner. It didn't feel right what I said or or I feel like my feelings got really hurt. Shut the f- like she doesn't sound like a Southern debutante. No, no not at all. And in fact, uh, maybe they're not being truthful about the cast. <laughs> uh, the newest episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills will air at 8 p.m. tonight. That's on Bravo. If you want to watch, if you watch that show, Preston, did you see Escape from L.A.? Uh, I long, long time all right. ago. Yeah. So Snake Plissken goes into this part of the city where it's all plastic surgeons and, and post-plastic <laughs> surgery people. Yeah. That's the way they look. Yeah. That's yeah. the way the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills look. I, I detest those shows. Absolutely detest them. All right. Anyhow, but some people love them. There you go. Uh, that's what we have in the entertainment report for you this morning. Uh, reminder: secret text word fifty dollars from Everfresh Juices and Juice Drinks. Text word secret three nine three three three. Uh, and we have a, what is this, a screening yeah. of uh, The Tomorrow War. That's a uh, oh. Chris Pratt movie. Yeah. yeah. So it will be next Thursday, July 1st. Uh, and the screening will be, I'm sorry, I'm just reading this now. Tony. It says, oh, and an advanced screening of Amazon Studios' new action sci-fi film, The Tomorrow War, starring Chris Pratt on Thursday, July 1st. The sci-fi adventure group of soldiers and civilians travel out of the year 2051. Where, where is the, is this? A, you watch this at home? Yeah, it's a virtual event. Oh, virtual! It doesn't say. Uh, it says virtual advanced screening right there. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. I was thinking it was at the movie theater. Yes, well, the movie theaters are open now. Damn it! It's like at that, that point in time where you go into Dunkin' and you ask for a coffee, and they ask, "Do you want it iced or do you want it hot?" Mm. We're at that point right now. The theaters right. are back online. You don't know how to. Phrase that. So we'll take seven callers and we will give you these virtual advanced screening passes. 215-263-WMMR. Uh, the movie launches on Amazon Prime uh, Friday, July 2nd. So you will get it a day in advance. Cool. We'll get it for free. So let's have you call now and we'll set you up with that. We're going to take a break. Uh, we have an Olympian, a local Olympian on the show this morning. Her name is Peyton. She's a BMX rider. Very cool to spend some time with her later on. And we'll go live on Fox. Good day and more. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Grab the free MMR app for your phone. You can stream us live, get on-demand audio and video, and we can even send you alerts on really important stuff. Plus, it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible. The MMR app, making your smartphone a little dumber. Hey, just a reminder, we have uh, MMR's Essential 200, and it's a collection of rock songs that uh, influence and change the world of rock and roll. And uh, Jackson has been doing a previews at 4 o'clock and doing extended blocks of songs from the list. So you can vote because uh, uh, coming up on uh, Friday, July 2nd, we're going to start playing the top 200 per your votes. We'll put them in order. That's going to be really good. And it's it's a cool little... Yeah. We, we, we spent a lengthy discussion yesterday on it uh, about uh, why these songs were chosen. And maybe that's that's not the song I would have picked or so on. But it, it's an, it's a thought starter. Actually, it's a good thing if you're, if you're hanging out with people and you want to have something to talk about. You're all a bunch 
uh, amongst a bunch of music lovers. It it's, it's, uh, creates that exact conversation, Preston. What would you say is the best song of this album? What song best represents these, this artist? Yep. And we were having fun with it. Yeah. yeah, we got a little bit of buzz about that conversation. I posted it as an MM Archive podcast. So ah. you can hear Preston's choices, all of our selections, and um, make your own selections and vote for those at WMR.com. So that continues, and uh, it's sponsored by Meineke. So you can go to WMMR.com and check that out. Um, I saw this interesting article. Uh, it was on BuzzFeed. They, they have these great uh, – they'll go through Reddit and, and find some interesting threads and then post them. And um, I, this is one I would never really have thought of. It's essentially um, some comments from people who have gone to jail, served time, and what they were surprised by when they got out after being incarcerated. Do you notice that we've done a fair amount of jail topics I know, lately? I know, I thinking and, and, that. And I'm amazed at how many convicts and current convicts uh, listen to us. Like us. We are a hit in the jails. <laughs> That's why I'm surprised we never got a call from Cosby, Preston. Uh, listen, when we uh, back in the day when we would release our, our calendars, <laughs> uh, we would get loads of mails from convicts. Yeah. Uh, from the jail, and and you could see because the the mailing address on there right. was like you know Fort Dix or uh, Greaterford and all this, and they they were requesting um, calendars all the time. I'm pretty sure uh, <laughs> I heard from somebody that got out uh, after we had sent them that they used it as like currency. So I believe they, it. They ah. all got sent to him, and he said, "I've got you know I've got ten if you you know if you and traded out wow. our calendars for." Sure. Uh, but there's some interesting things here, uh, and uh, I, I'm going to run through this list and just these examples. Like this one says, my father was incarcerated from 2003 to 2016, so he was in for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said the biggest shock for him was technology and how much McDonald's had raised prices <laughs> by the time he got okay, out. Okay, so what they're shocked about yeah, exactly. when they get out. When they get out, yes. Okay, so um, I somebody that was very close to me um, when I was younger uh, did, did some jail time, and <laughs> when he got out, he was in I, four or five years maybe. When he got out, he was shocked by the fashion. Okay. Really? He goes, he goes, I am not wearing those tight ass sweatpants. He goes, <laughs> who would ever put those on? Like the ta- you know, tapered leg and yeah, yeah. You know, he was used to the big baggy stuff when he went in. He goes, I'm never putting those on in my way. Kathy, them. there's a very funny scene in a movie called uh Undercover Brother, uh where the uh Preston, you know, where the, the, the uh the, the pimp gets out of jail. Yeah. And he gets <laughs> He's got the shoes with the goldfish in the heels oh, and all yeah. that stuff. Oh, yeah. And everyone's looking at it like <laughs> What? <laughs> Uh, this one, uh, this person had stated, uh, when I got a ride, when I got to ride in a car again, and it felt like we were going about warp 15. He said, I think I, we were only moving at about 45 miles an hour. The guy hadn't been in a car well, in wow. years. And he said, uh, he said, it, tick- it tickled my dinky like a roller coaster <laughs> for about 10 seconds. I'd love to have my dinky tickled. And he said, also, at the grocery store, it was really hard seeing people willfully buying cans of tuna. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's really funny. Yeah. He probably eaten it so much yeah. in uh, in jail that he just can't believe people would actually purchase it. So <laughs> wow. it's, this kid wasn't in prison, but it's one of these cases where like a lunatic dad, uh, Preston, kept his daughter in the basement. He actually had sex with her father, fathered kids, kids who were like, you know, 16 that mm-hmm. had never been outside the basement. Mm-hmm. But they talked about taking them out and they were driving along and the kid had never seen Trees. Oh, wow. Had, I mean, can you imagine that? No. No, yeah. that's beyond my It's beyond, yeah. Uh, this one says, one of the hardest things for me once I got out was making choices. He said, let me explain. In prison, 
You might have two choices for shampoo if you're lucky. Yeah. The first time I went shopping for hygiene essentials was at Target. Oh, and wow. I remember being so overwhelmed <laughs> by the amount of choices for shampoo and having no idea which one to get. I've I've heard oh. this same sort of thing that people that come from even other countries that don't have supermarkets or that they'll walk into a store here and say, you mean there are 300 different types yeah, of this? yeah. He said, I stood in that aisle and I cried for a few minutes before I just I uh, left without getting anything. So he was too crying convict in aisle five. Yeah. He was too he was too overwhelmed by it. I mean, that's kind of uh like I've been into a store in, in a little town where I'm like, so this is the only deodorant you have? Like there was one brand and I was like, but I don't like that brand. The most <laughs> shocking, I was in my, my I was with my dad, my wife and I, Claire and I were visiting my father in Texas. We took a long drive, we we're going to Corpus Christi. Kathy, we went through one town. The ice cream parlor had one flavor. <laughs> Vanilla. And it? I'm like, hey, I almost want to go to the, hey, if you folks heard, there's a thing out there called chocolate. Uh, there are several of them that are like this one. Uh, this is my brother served a little over three years. Uh, but the morning we picked him up, we stopped by a grocery store to let him grab some snacks. He was walking back to the car with this stunned look on his face. And finally, he gets to us and he goes, I felt like I was on an acid trip. He said, I haven't seen that many colors in so long, oh. and I need to sit down. And there are several that talk about seeing colors. Sure, sure because you're, you're dealing with, like, drab prison grays and mm-hmm. things of that nature. There's, it's, it's very rare that you have a lot of day glow color. Right, right. Well, Ooh, that's th- a beautiful mauve. And I think we don't realize how quickly that happens for them. Like, they yeah. don't need to be in there all that long mm-hmm. to, you know, that's their life, and that's, that's all they know. And then to come out back into life with colors and selections and, you know, different choices. It can happen quickly. Quick. Last time I, I was at the DMV for about 45 minutes. I already had a prison tattoo and <laughs> learned how to play the harmonica. Uh, this other one's kind of a follow-up to that. It says, my old boss spent seven years behind bars. Uh, he said the morning he got out, his grandmother picked him up. They went to Target. He said his eyes were hurting because he hadn't seen the color red in years. Kathy, wow. if you just get out of prison, you're going right to Target, right? I actually just want to go. Like, you could lock me up in She'd like to be Target. a prisoner yeah, in, Target. in Target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, this person said, uh, talking about uh, things that surprised them when they got out of uh, being in prison, uh, just money in general. Said, you have no idea how to handle money, and that takes a little time to get used to. I wonder if people are going through that now. We talked about, uh, I think we might have been talking about yesterday, the credit cards getting worn down and the chips being you know, wonky because people switch to using their credit cards and their, their uh, debit cards Rather than touch change or money, because we were heard, okay, that right, could be right. a, a way for the COVID virus to get into your home. Yeah. And uh, so I wonder if people are now going, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, money, change, how do I make that, you know? Right, right. Uh, another entry says, uh, my uncle had been in prison for about 30 years. 30? Yeah, wow, a that's a time. run. Said uh, he didn't believe that you can just order stuff from the internet and it would be delivered. <laughs> So we ordered dinner from Seamless, my treat, and he practically power walked to the door when the bell rang, swung the door open, and enthusiastically greeted the delivery boy. Another one says, I went in around, uh, I went in, meaning prison, uh, around the first iPhone, came out around 2014, and what disturbed me uh, the most wasn't so much smartphones, but how everyone everywhere had one in their hand staring at it. Mm-hmm. Said it felt very Black Mirror Twilight Zone-ish because they weren't <laughs> yeah, used to seeing yeah. people doing that. Uh, another one says, I did six years. My biggest shock was finding out you can't do much of anything without a smartphone. Companies don't even do paper applications anymore. 
So that would be a shock. There's, there's some things have, I'm not even in prison. There's probably some things that I still find shocking. Right. You know, in certain at, certain quarters of society. Another one says, I had a, a TA in college who was an ex-felon due to a dumb situation uh, that he got involved in when he was a teenager. He was uh, tried as an adult. He did 10 years. Whoa. When he got out, he said the strongest immediate impression he got was from trees, Steve. Trees. He said they were so huge and looming, and he always felt like they were leaning toward him. Welcome back. Yeah, like they were about to fall yeah, over. Yeah, it's like Middle Earth. Yep, exactly. Uh, hang on a second. I'm going to go to uh, Jay who wants to chime in on this conversation. Hey, Jay, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, absolutely. So you had done some time? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, you know, it's not something I'm, I'm proud of or whatnot. But, um, you know, the, the last time uh, I was in, it was uh, I did two years. And uh, never in my life before or since did I have the anxiety that I had. Uh, uh, I was telling your uh, producer on the phone, it took me a little over a month to be able to like actually go see my friends and hang out or go do anything. The only place that I would go is to the store to get food and to the gym. And uh, I would get these really, really crazy panic attacks. And it was almost like, like I I had just heard you mention about seeing trees and whatnot. And it, it is an insane feeling that I can't really describe. It's like euphoric, but at the same time, like, really overwhelming. overwhelming. Yeah, overwhelming okay. is a perfect word. Did it, did it feel like something was going to happen to you, or is that not the it, correct description? Uh, it wasn't really that something was going to happen. It was I, I had become I, – I made uh, a, a promise to myself uh, – over the years, you know, um, that was not the only time that I was uh, incarcerated, but I made a promise to myself not to become institutionalized like a lot of people right. can. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I did everything I could, and I thought that I would be, uh, you know, good to go coming out. And it was just a real shock. I got picked up, uh, and and we went to an Amish, uh, like, market uh and kind of like a, a, a Amish version of the Reading Terminal Market, right. and uh, to have breakfast, and it was I, it was overwhelming. Is, is is the best way? Well, they do put out quite way. a spread out there. <laughs> that they do. The Amish you do. Know, I almost wonder if they should have like a prison town. To sort step, of like trans- to transition you back step into downtown, town, right? Step downtown. It's step downtown. Nice well, you know, like, hey, yeah. you, you get to live here for a month before you are released, right? Like, so, you know, the here's the promised they land. They don't care that much. I know. <laughs> well, they should, though. These are people, right? Well, These actually, are people, and they're they're trying to go. I'm sorry. What were you going to say there, Jay? Oh, I was going to say, actually, I, I was, for the last, like, uh, I guess, like, five or five months or so, I was at the, you know, the quote-unquote work release center. Uh, some people have, they, they go back to their jobs on the outside and stuff like that. But, uh, for those that don't, you can, they have jobs, you can work there and everything and you're allowed, you know, there's no locked doors. It's kind of like a dorm style setup. They have vending machines and you can get these cheese steaks. And so it's kind of like a little bit closer here and there, here and there. And, uh, it, it, it's 
it, it didn't do it this time. Well, how, how and, are you doing uh, now, Jay? You still you still but, in that anxiety mode? No, honestly, it went away. All right. After about you know a, a month and a half or so, it slowly started to fade, and like okay, that was that was in 2016. So I'm I'm. Oh. Let, no, let me suggest I, this because Preston. I'll never Preston, forget that feeling and how like terrifying it was. To no, come obviously out. it impacted you, um, Preston. You talk about step downtown. Thank you, Jay. Could we convert <laughs> Lazy Town to step downtown? Ooh, maybe uh, make yeah. a kid show up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, with the right colors and everything, just yeah, yeah reacclimate and yeah. it learns get up and get moving and get yeah. get back to life. Do some songs, exercise. Yeah. Don't yeah. stay in your cell all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so similar to what Jay was talking about, but more what you mentioned, Preston. So um, my friend, when he got out, he was nervous that something was going to happen to his wife. Every time she went out, he'd be like, "Where are you going?" Make sure you call me. And she's like, for five years, I've been good. Like, I'm still going to be good going to the store. But so much so where he would go with her Mm -hmm. and sit in the car when she would run into the store. Is it because he knows the kind of nefarious people that are out there? No, no. It just was like, it just was like what Jay was talking about. It was anxiety, whatever it was. Fear of losing her. Losing her, feeling like something was going to happen. But, I mean, so much so where he would sit in the car, wait for her. And if she took, like, longer than he thought, he didn't want to go into the store. He wasn't ready to, like, be there, be in the store, be around a lot of people so he would like start to to have panic. a panic attack that something was wrong in the store. I wonder how many people get out, and I don't know if he, he mentioned this, this person that, that you know, but uh, I wonder how long the feeling is when you get out that you're somebody's going to say, oh, there was a clerical error. You know, you, you, right. you still have more right. time, or uh, does is that something you experience, right? Yeah. And I have no idea, if, you know, it's it's a movie, but Shawshank Redemption, there's a great line where Red says, and he's talking about Brooks, who, who uh, a lifer had right. gotten out, and then he kills himself. and He doesn't know I, what to do with himself. Well, well, yeah, he says, he says at first, he said, the walls are funny. At first, you hate them, then yeah. you get used to them, and enough time passes, you depend on them. Yeah. Right. So I don't know, man. It, it does, probably wouldn't have happened if he'd gone to Lazy Town. <laughs> Kathy, uh, step downtown. Step downtown. I'm, ask, I'm asking you this because I still do from time to time I will have dreams about college like I'm back there and I haven't um uh I I, I haven't been to class all semester oh, really? yeah so I wasn't sure because you know I'm wondering for anybody who's been spending oh, a lot I'm of time sure in jail they have dreams yeah. about it yeah I'm, I'm gonna address this uh this text and, and I'm and I'm gonna leave it I'm it's not open it's not a debate yeah. or discussion that says you're talking about uh, feeling sorry for someone that committed a crime the point is to take away s not give them S. It was their choice to do what they did. But I think we can agree that someone who has done something in their life that put them behind bars, uh, if they are going to be released, that you do want them to re- be re-entered into society a different person and a new person That's the whole who purpose. is not going to be a danger to sure. society any longer. So if you look at that as the goal, then yes, steps need to be taken right. to help th- this person not be a danger to society anymore, and and doing their time is that punishment. So, well, it's a you know. that's the that's the the, the model. And it's a deterrent, right? And you're supposed okay. You come out and you and you've you've hopefully been reset and, and able to get back into society. Now, obviously, of course, if, it doesn't if, happen. If always. someone is a, a recidivist molester and stuff like that, we're not talking in that ballpark. But if someone made a few mistakes, ended up behind bars and comes out, I actually know a guy, Preston, who uh, works with a uh, you know a, a, a number of restaurants in the area. And he has placed, he works with co- people who have just gotten out who want to reset. And so many of them were, it's oh, drugs, drugs, drugs. Oh, yeah, yeah. So many of them. And so what he does is he works and he gets them at the point where they're able to be managed. Mm-hmm. He uses a little bit of a military mentality on them. 
and helps turn their lives around. He says, you know, their 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 desire to work and be productive and, and to make amends mm-hmm. for what they've done and to reset things are so powerful that from an employer's level, they're golden, you know? So, yeah. I mean, it's it's something that you, you – we always like to hold out that hope that, hey – we all make mistakes, right. and if we can learn from our mistakes and then go off on the right path, that's a wonderful thing. And then there are evil people, right? And they need to be dealt with. Who should never be led into Lazy Town? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So here's a few other examples of people that that came out and uh, surprised by the things that they uh, experienced. This one says, um, "I have two family members who did a very decent amount of time, and of all the things that could have blown their mind, Spotify was the biggest." <laughs> Even the obscure house artists they were buddies with back in 89 were on there, not having to burn any CDs or buy records. <laughs> they hilarious. still can't get over it because, yeah, I guess you can find obscure one-hit wonders. Mm-hmm. And Those must that. be the only convicts not listening to MMR. Because, right. uh, yeah, <laughs> have you, haven't you heard? I remember, I remember uh, before streaming services and things like that, and that way to purchase music online, when when uh, Napster first hit, I was like, I found songs that I thought I would what? never hear again for the rest of my I, life. I thought, I, yeah, I know this song, just a part and just a lyric, and how did it go? And you became like a, like an internet sleuth. Yeah, how am I going to find it, Preston? It's funny you should mention find that. Anything? I'll right. send you the article. Uh, it's people at the initial after LimeWire and Napster mm. who actually ended up doing a little bit of jail time yes. for, for <laughs> yeah. stealing yeah. files yeah. and their story. It's kind of interesting. I would like to yeah. see that. Uh, hang on. I'm going to go to Ian. Hey, Ian, good morning. Good morning, guys. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, Ian? Uh, I just wanted to say um, I did uh, four years from 2012 to 2016. I, I think the biggest thing... For me, the clerical everything, especially that Steve was mentioning, was a big thing for me. Uh, when I got out, um, like, I, I had this overwhelming feeling that I was forgetting to do something. Okay. Uh, I was forgetting to do something, and that was going to cause me to go back. Um, and that, that was a real source of anxiety for me. And then um, I ended up going back, and for a very short amount of time, just a few weeks, and I ended up meeting Bill Cosby, which I wanted to mention. Oh, Shut my God. Stop oh. it. What? <laughs> All right. Totally so, so you were at Phoenix then, or was this? Yeah. Yeah. Been at, been at uh, Phoenix SCI. Um, Are you serious? I was only there for a few weeks, and he was a total jerk. Um, I, I actually was sitting in the chow hall with him, and a guy extended his hand to him, said that he was a big fan, and... uh Bill Cosby made this really sour-looking face at him. I'll and tell you what, even if this is a completely fictitious story, it's the coolest story I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, so yeah. he made he made the sour face at him. Did he say anything? He did not say one word. Frizzled out. He did not say one word. <laughs> he, just, he just looked at the guy's hand and just, like, made this face, and then and he was in a wheelchair. And, yeah, um, he, yeah he, was being, he was being pushed around by somebody, and it, it was like this was a common thing, and... Uh, I guess he didn't really pay too much attention to other other guys in there. What was what was the chatter about him? Anybody have anybody share any stories of encountering I mean, him? One half of the prison was pretty much against Bill Cosby just because you know the guys are rapist or you know people were saying that, and um, you know there's a huge stigma associated with any sexual right crime while you're in prison. And um, they're very, they're looked down on very, very much. And then the other side of prison that's like enamored by him because he was famous. Okay. Wow. 
Rizzle dazzle. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty wild, Ian. So, uh, but how you doing now, man? I'm doing great. Um, I've been out for for um, a few years now. Uh, I've been working full time for a long time. I had a really bad drug problem. And, uh, yeah, and you see, like like you were saying earlier, the recidivism rate for heroin addicts, especially, is something like in the ninety percentile. It's really ridiculous. Yeah. So, so, that. and what we all hope for, uh, Ian, obviously, in this, this broader conversation, is is that uh, uh, you know you, you go in and you can, and I know you, I. You want to set your life right, right? You want to make amends. You want to move on and, and have a good, productive life. How do you feel you're doing? Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely feel like I'm doing good. I, I probably, I'm um, a door-to-door salesman, but I, I probably made more money since I got out than I ever did before, um, you know, before I ever went in. And, you know, obviously it's still a struggle. Um, uh, you know, drug problem is something I live with on a daily basis. Yeah. But at the same time, um, you know, there still is, there, there's something to be said about like the, the human spirit, I guess you could say when, especially when you're coming out after doing a long period of time, you have this like resiliency that you didn't really notice that you had before. Okay. Yeah. And use that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, Ian, yeah. thanks for the call. Glad you're doing better, man. We appreciate it. Um, here's another one that uh, says, uh, I did, uh, I've done five years, five plus years in prison. I was mostly amazed by smart TVs with Netflix and browsers directly in the television yeah. <laughs> and the 4G internet speeds blew my mind as well. Uh, so like the Spotify and, and here's now a TV version of that. You can pretty much find what you want to find. Man. You just, you, you just say it and it happens. Mm-hmm. It's like the future. Another one says, I spent roughly nine years in total at a maximum security prison for some dumb decisions I made as a juvenile. Self-checkout stands. He says, self-checkout stands at stores and wireless headphones were definitely one of those this-can't-be-real moments. (laughs) Like, I questioned reality. Uh Like, when when you can't explain an instance and it scares you trying to cope with it, did that really happen? That's how I felt with, like, the self-checkout. Uh, aisles. Well, you remember even te- yeah. technologically speaking, years ago, Preston, when they said, you know, um, there's going to be a point at which you'll get real time directions in your car, um, you know, using satellite placement systems. I'm like, how are they going to? How are they? Gonna, you know, how are they going to do that? Yeah. And lo and behold, here we are. It just seemed like an impossible thing. Uh, part of part of the the punishment of going to prison is. Taking away those yeah, little yeah. things yes. that uh-huh. you that you take for granted. That's that's supposed to be the the punitive damage. And and how much yeah. we as human beings uh, probably take for granted these little uh, mm-hmm. um, luxuries and cool things. Like here's one. It says you forget about the details of things, like the way carpet feels on the bottoms of your feet. Wow. Uh-huh. What it feels like to shower completely alone and without flip flops on. Or, or re- well, yeah, I'm just going to say alone time, but that's you got a lot of that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's um, all of those things. On the flip side, Preston, if when you showed up at a prison, they gave you an Amazon Prime membership, ah. that's going the wrong direction, right? right? It would be, yes. Yeah. You're not showered right, with these right. wonderful luxuries, they're taken away. Uh, this other one says, My friend was so used to the guards telling him what to do that he got accustomed to it. And he was really anxious when he got out because. He had no sense of direction. This kind of sounds like those calls it, we were it taking. It really does. It really does. Uh, he said, on a lighter note, he was amazed by Snapchat filters. <laughs> <laughs> 
Said he kept posting on his Snapchat story and all these selfie videos with filters on them. That's funny. So that blew him away. Uh, let me go to this call. Uh, it is Brian. Hey, Brian, good morning. Well, top of the morning, bitches. Same <laughs> to you, Brian. What's up, man? Hey, hello. Hey. <laughs> uh, what do you want to share with us, man? I'm telling you, like, there's so many mixed emotions and feelings when you come out of, uh, come out of the, the joint. There's no feeling like the last day to get out. Like, it's an undescribable feeling. You can't explain it to anybody. You're, everything's lifted when you get out. You're feeling great. But you, you almost feel like you're in trouble everywhere you go. Sure. Brian, let me ask you. On the final day when you're being released, does the warden call you into the kitchen and there's an oversized chocolate chip cookie cake? <laughs> there most definitely was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> only one, only one candle, though. Only one. Hey, well, Brian, let me let me ask you: as that day is approaching, um, are you sure that something's going to happen, yeah. and it, they're going to they're going to say there was a mistake, or all of a sudden something occurs and you're in trouble and you're not getting out? Yes, you're one hundred percent right. You're you're so anxious that, it's, that something's going to go wrong because it does happen to guys. You know, they get pulled. You know, they they go up to the changing room and. All of a sudden, the, the, another jail wants them, or the probation officer says, "Nope, you got to stay because you did this wrong somewhere else." <sighs> but yeah, that happened. Let, let I've me seen it happen, so you think it's going to happen to you? Let yeah. me ask you too, Brian. So, as far as when, when you get, I, I don't know what, what you know. I assume there was at some point some the victim to your crime. Where I don't know what you did, but do are, are, do you become penitent for that? Do you, do you you know as you're there and you're in jail? Does does the does the process of you being remorseful for what you did kick in? Oh, 100%. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, you you, 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 you kind of transition into a, a, a different kind of lifestyle. All right, you know? all right. I mean, some people do. I know I did, but maybe, you know, your lifers and, and your, you know, lifetime criminals, maybe not. But, you know, it was a little different for me, yes. I hear yeah, you. There, yeah, there are some, I, um, and I've seen some guys that have all these excuses of, well, yeah, well, this, it was because of this and that yeah. and that. And then the, the the other time I got arrested, it was because of this, that and that. And it's like, yeah. man, there's a common theme here, dude. Yeah, and there's an excuse for everything. But, yeah, uh, well, you got to get your life straight. You well, know? Yeah, it, it sounds like you're doing well. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right, man. All right. on, man. You guys are the best. Appreciate it, Brian. Thanks for calling, man. Have a great day. One last uh, from this uh, this article of things that uh, people were surprised by when they got out of prison. Uh, this guy said, uh, spent, spent six years behind bars. When I got out, the biggest shock was the beautiful sights and colors, and I forgot how gorgeous nature was. It would put the, uh, the thought into my mind that I never want to go back wow. because there is no beauty in prison. The beauty is on the outside. I'm glad I'm out now, and every day I still take in the amazing outside world for what it is. Do you know the first stop, at least in this area, for most uh, con- convicts who are released? It's Sesame Place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, because, a lot of colors there, yeah. Because of the colors. The characters. Characters, yeah. the general vibrant <laughs> feeling. Parade that they have. Yes. Wonderful. All right, listen, thank you for your calls. We appreciate it. We got to take a break. We're going live on Fox Good Day. Oh. We got to stay on TV time. We'll return with that in the bizarre file, so make sure you stay close. We won't be gone long. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places.
The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate Steven Singer.com. Summer's here and your local Acme is stocked and ready with the freshest meats and produce. It's the perfect time to fire up the grill, take in a game, and discover why summer is better with Acme. Skip the line and shop online at acmemarkets.com. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your order and bring the groceries right to your car. Place your first online order and get $30 off when you spend $75 or more. Limitations and restrictions apply. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Jumping in a little early because we're going live on Fox Good Day. Here we go. more than any other, and they're quite interesting. Do we have you, Preston and Steve? We're here. We're here. We had to wrap up a song there. Hi. Good morning. That's all right. Can we talk tattoos? Let's talk tattoos. Absolutely. Okay, so according to this research, they found the most popular tattoos in every state. So there's some interesting ones. Like in Arizona, apparently they love Shia LaBeouf tattoos. What? They Shia love. LaBeouf is big in Arizona? Come on. <laughs> is he from there? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and then Connecticut, tattoos of the turnpike. Of the turn, and, no, no, these I don't know who's who conducted this survey because that's the, the worst thing about Connecticut is the turnpike. <laughs> this is true. I think it would be like in Connecticut, like the Huskies or something. Something, yeah. right? Like, and then the turnpike, yeah, right. It, no it'd be like New Jersey having the tattoos of the uh, Garden State Parkway. Parkway, yeah. Right. <laughs> Or roundabouts. Roundabouts. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do we think it is in New Jersey? Before we get, so we do the ones in our area. I I would have to assume that it's probably Gene Rayburn, the old host of the Match Game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Is that, is that it? I mean, if Shia LaBeouf is big in Arizona. <laughs> right? It's close. Uh, it's close. You know what? I would say I've seen a lot of the, the state outline of New Jersey. I've seen several yes. tattoos Ding, 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 ding. Oh. I had no All idea. Right. But I, I okay. saw a tattoo not that long ago that a guy had. And it's the state's, uh, yeah. Okay, interesting. All, All right. right. Well, what about um, Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania? What do you think it is for Pennsylvania? Eagles. Wawa or something? Eagles. The Eagles. Okay. No. Apparently, it's a Bernie Sanders tattoo. No. No. This is not. This is No, I'll tell you what. No, it is not. I'll tell you what I can say with a, with a fair degree of confidence. Over the course of years, Preston and Steve tattoos, tattoos yeah. where our name is featured in those tattoos, we've been doing that every Tuesday for years. For at least, I don't know, 17 years or something like that? Yeah. More, that's long pretty, that's time, because yeah. WMMR rocks, of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so we're showing them for our viewers here. Oh, these are big ones too. Like oh, these yeah. aren't any small, like like a mole or something. No, these are. No. They're taking up huge spaces. Like a mole? Alex, do you get tattoos of moles on your body? Give okay, me a freckle. I've never had a tattoo. I'm just. I've seen like really small ones, like on the inside of fingers. Or like you know, if people are just trying to say they got one, but they're not, they don't want to do the most. Oh, we've had we've had huge. We've had uh, I think us as the. Uh, as a, We've had the uh, uh, Mount, Mount Rushmore, Rushmore uh, The Last Supper, the, last the entire supper. Uh, staff of WMMR with, of course, uh, Pierre Robert was Jesus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. And, yeah. and that was across, like, someone's back. I mean, gigantic. Oh um, there's gosh. a really good one of Steve and I. <laughs> 
as the stepbrothers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and there's a, a gal that got that on her shoulder. I think you guys might have that picture. That one was pretty awesome. But, yeah, there are, there are a lot of precedents. There's also the monkey like hanging between. <laughs> Did you guys get that one? Yeah. There's a giant monkey on this guy's chest. It's, on, it's hanging on oh, his nipples. Oh, yeah, we're looking swing. at that one out. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> That's legit. That's you a guys real. Play around. And what do they get for these tattoos? A free uh, tattoo. They get a free tattoo. They get a free tattoo. We've free had tattoo. ones okay. that have been very questionable that in no way you could show, but people gleefully got them and um, <laughs> were honored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah do, either, do either of you have ink? Karen I do not. or Alex, no? We're too scared. I, really? I've heard Alex, and I've we, we obviously, you know, we see your pictures, and you, you, you'll you wear sort of a, a very nice uh, uh, <laughs> semi-revealing things on Instagram, and I, I think I recall it. <laughs> A huge Freddy Krueger on your back. Is that correct? <laughs> with, the, with the claw. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. Yeah. But to close it out, though, for Delaware, the most popular are dragon tattoos. Okay. Yes, because okay. of the, the rich history with dragons in Delaware. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> what about you guys? What's the most unique tattoo that one of you have? <sighs> I, my my tattoos suck. I'm thinking about get removal. I just have like a tribal really? one around my uh, ankle, and I've got a music note on my shoulder, and a teeny itty bitty mole sized <laughs> Flyers logo tattoo. <laughs> yeah, and I need to get them either either covered over or redone. Casey has the best He's... tattoos of all of us. By They're far. great. Yeah, and show, the most... can, can we show it on camera? Your your, uh, uh, your well, kids. Yes. Well, where yeah. is just it? do a handstand. <laughs> it's on his. Sh- oh, okay. This That's one's fine. on his arm. I don't. Where's the the camera? Where can we? Right here. Can we get a shot of that? He just needs to stand up or lift it up a little. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Oh my goodness! Move uh, your mic. Sorry. Yeah, there. It's the yeah. oh, it's his beautiful. kids on the beach. Oh, which way is the which way is the gym, Casey? Win. Isn't that nice? It's Casey's uh, children on the beach. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love that one. That's sweet. That yeah. is a good one. Yeah. All Thank right. you very much. Thank you, guys. Yes. Thank you. Thank All right, guys. Maybe next time we talk to you, we'll have a tattoo. Stay yeah. Please do. Freddie Krueger. Right, we'll see you later. All right. Dude, I thought you were talking about my taint tattoo, and I was like, <laughs> I'm not showing that one. You did hesitate for a second. Yeah. You also that your children's footprints on the backs of your legs and one of my arm over here yeah (sighs) all right my goodness all right well we missed traffic so let's get a look at njm insurance group traffic and see what we got going on there kathy what you got for us there's an accident that's causing stop traffic this is on the 30 bypass eastbound you're stopped from 340 to norwood road the accident is now off to the shoulder uh, so the lanes are open hopefully you'll start to move there schuylkill expressway westbound jams Vare avenue to the vine the boulevard to belmont and then the blue route out to 202, where we've got the left lane closed with road construction. That's the sinkhole repair work. Eastbound side, slowing 202 into Belmont. The boulevard to the Vine, both directions, Pashyunk to Broad. Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound slows Fort Washington to the Mid-County Tolls. 95 southbound, slowing Academy to Cotman Aramingo through to Girard. On the northbound side, you're jammed uh, from Naaman's Road to the Commodore Barry Bridge. That was an accident. It's just been cleared. 55 northbound, slowing from Deptford to 42. On the 42 freeway, you're slow from 2 95 to 676. This traffic report brought to you by Ford. Wouldn't it be nice if everything you bought online arrived just as expected with Ford Blue Advantage? You can shop for used cars online, in person, or both. Check it out at FordBlueAdvantage.com. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, we got Bizarre File Story. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All right, brought to you this morning by Sequoia Outback, and Sequoia Outback has any and everything that you can imagine to make your deck or outside space a source of comfort and pride. Uh, Route 309 in Hatfield or at decksupplies.com. 
A California man accused of stealing a rare lemur from the San Francisco Zoo could spend up to one year behind bars for violating the Endangered Species Act. Corey John uh, McGilloway had uh, allegedly kidnapped a 21-year-old male ring-tailed lemur named Mackay from the San Francisco Zoo. A lemur. It was on October 13, 2020. Uh, Mackay was reported missing. The next morning, investigators discovered evidence of a forced entry to his enclosure, triggering a frantic search for the animal, which zoo officials described as highly endangered and requiring special care. Uh, the zoo, which is home to just four ring-tailed lemurs, also announced a $2,100 reward for information leading to the return of the animal. Two days after the alleged theft, a woman recorded video of a man who prosecutors believe is McGilloway walking a lemur thought to what? be Mackay on a leash <laughs> on Treasure Island. Okay. On Treasure Island? Yes. And it, was he trying to do like a dinner theater version of Madagascar? Later that day, a five-year-old boy spotted Mackay unattended at a playground in Daly City, about 10 miles southwest of San Francisco. Uh, the lemur, who was hungry, dehydrated, and agitated, uh-huh. was rescued and returned to San Francisco Zoo. He's doing okay. They're taking care of him. Uh, that night, police arrested McGilloway. He was about 18 miles outside of San Francisco. You know, uh, it blew me away, all the colors out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, police were responding to a report of shoplifting when they allegedly saw McGilloway driving a stolen dump truck. So he Spotify. Pretty, pretty much takes everything. Yeah. Uh, a Tampa urologist marked the patient's right testicle for removal oh, no. of, an, of enlarged veins and did the procedure on that testicle, but the procedure was supposed to be done... On the left oh, testicle. This is I, I went. I had uh, so uh, a little bit of a procedure done on my eyes, and the, so they marked over the left eye. They removed my testicles. Oh, oh my god. god, that's weird. That's yes. not even close. Wow. <laughs> uh, listen to this, Doctor Raul Fernandez Crespo has been fined twenty five hundred dollars by the state of Florida Board of Medicine. That's it. They've also issued a letter of concern. He took a dude's nut, nut, man, and this is it? According to the Florida Department of Health, uh, Crespo has been a Florida-licensed medical doctor since April of 2019 and has no previous board discipline history. I think a streaming code to Cruella or something, right? Uh, yeah. Crespo's patient showed up on September 10th for a uh, varicoselectomy, a surgery to remove enlarged veins. Uh, varicosals, enlarged scrotal veins... Uh, can be a source of male infertility, pain, and may even impair testosterone production. Yeah. Uh, this is usually an outpatient surgery, taking about 30 minutes per testicle. Just leave your nuts here and we'll. The complaint get says back. prior to the procedure, while in conversation with the patient, Crespo marked the right testicle, the incorrect testicle, for procedure, and Crespo followed his erroneous mark, <sighs> did a varicoselectomy on the right testicle. During oh the procedure, God. Crespo realized that the patient had consented to a left testicle varicoselectomy. Uh, Crespo then performed a left testicle varicoselectomy. In addition to the aforementioned letter of a concern and $2,500 administrative fine, Crespo must pay $2,000 reimbursement of uh, Department of Health costs in dealing with this case. Well, stop and consider this. So when they're marking your nut, when they're doing nut surgeries, I'm using all the technical terms, uh, do they mark as the doctor is looking at you, facing you? I don't know. For me, when they said... You're, we're going to do your left eye. It was my 
left eye facing forward. So that, like, Correct. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because yeah, that's would... maybe how you lose a nut. I think it's the same way for the balls. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Are the eyes very similar to the balls, They're almost exactly. Maybe they <laughs> well, didn't Vinci say eyes are the windows of the balls? Yeah. yeah. But, and the balls are the windows to your soul. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is a messed up story here, so get yourself ready. Alleged An alleged murderer, uh, or the alleged murder that I'm speaking of, happened on Sunday at a park in Las Cruces, New Mexico. The man accused of the murder allegedly decapitated the victim. Oh, boy. Joel Sant- uh, Sins was arrested for the death of James Garcia. The gruesome crime happened at uh, Apodaca Park. Police were called to the park after reports of a body in the roadway. When they arrived, they learned that Garcia had been decapitated and stabbed multiple times. Sands was found at the park with dried blood on his hands and a bloody knife along his side. Jeez. While police investigating, investigators were reviewing the crime scene, they also found Garcia's middle finger. Oh, boy. Uh, police investigators found a shoe imprint near a pool of blood at the park where the victim's finger was also found. During the interrogation, Sands had told investigators that he was homeless and slept in the park. Sands told investigators that Garcia had raped his wife four years ago, but he refused to identify his wife. He then described to police investigators what led to the killing. Sands said that he, his wife, and Garcia had been hanging out for four days prior to the killing. Uh, Sands told police that the three of them had fallen asleep, and when he woke up, Garcia was gone with their belongings. Sands said that he followed Garcia to the park to confront him. During the confrontation, Sands took a knife from Garcia and stabbed him several times and cut his head off. He then told investigators he dragged Garcia's body to the street and played soccer with Garcia's head. Wow. Wow. Sands is being held on a murder charge. I told you it was messed up. Mm, Soccer right. with his head. We'll do a lighter story uh, to wrap and end with. Let's go with this one. A plague of mice in the Australian state of New South Wales has forced a prison to evacuate at least 420 inmates and 200 staff. You cannot imagine when you think of an infestation you take it and multiply it by a thousand, and that's how bad it is there in Australia. The mouse infestation at the Wellington Correctional Center uh, broke down parts of the prison's buildings, infrastructure, damaging internal wiring and ceiling panels. Uh, Commissioner Peter Severin said Tuesday inmates would be transferred to other prisons and staff would be relocated while authorities battle the infestation. He said the health and safety and the well-being staff of the inmates is our number one priority, priority so it's important for us to act now. Uh, to carry out the vital remediation work. They actually have large machines where they are literally vacuuming them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he said there are lots of, fi- there, according to reports, there are lots of fields with crops around the jail. The mice invaded the jail looking for food and shelter as the weather gets colder outside. Parts of Australia have been plagued by mice since last August. It's like the Australian Green Mile. Yeah. Uh, did you, you sh- did you send us a... Uh, I did, A yeah. video, yeah. it's terrifying. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Since then, rodents have ravaged fields and infested homes, causing millions of dollars of damage uh, to crops and machinery. But it's not a new phenomenon. The phenomenon, the country has been seeing these outbreaks for the past decade. Farmland conditions have become more favorable for a mice invasion. And as a result, farmers have been dealing with significant losses as well. Huh. And now they're running the prisoners out of the prison. That's how bad it is. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let's take a break reminding you that we have a secret text word. Chance for you to win uh, 50 bucks from Everfresh Juices and Juice Drinks. Uh, text word secret to 39333. We will see if you win. We're going to have Olympian uh, Peyton Ridenor on the show. She's local a little bit later on. She's a BMX rider in yeah. the Olympics this year. She's amazing. So we'll uh, get her in a bit and some other things, too. We'll be right back. 
the Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hello, this is Amanda McGarra, business owner of Scarlet Joe's Redemption, Curious Minds for the Healthy Pet in Southern New Jersey. I'm a pet owner educator, and I am here to create content for pet owners to become more knowledgeable so their pets live happier, healthier, and longer living lives. You can find my podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. Check out my website, scarletjoesredemption.com, for more information. Thank you. Next message. Lockatong Engineering has licensed professional engineers specializing in building inspection, evaluation, and repair design. Our areas of expertise are structural, mechanical, and building envelope. Whether you're looking to evaluate a property for its potential investment or to enhance its value now, Lockatong Engineers offer the services that make your task easier. You can find more information at our website, lockatong.com, or by calling us at 609-397-4106. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Well, they've been gathering the facts and figures and studies and information, and it is time to see what the Just Saying Institute has come up with. The Just Saying Institute. <laughs> Projected site of Lazy Town presents Step Downtown for <laughs> Step Downtown. Um, Alright, so um, let's see what we begin with. Uh, being in a good mood. That's always great. Makes you feel wonderful. But It's a good thing. It could be bad news for your judgment. Uh, the what? Wall Street Journal looked at several studies about this. They note that uh, Australian researcher Joseph Forgas found that people had more bias when they were in a good mood. Uh, Forgas once said, the same smile that is seen as friendly by a person in a good mood may be judged as awkward when the observer is in a negative mood. Huh? Discussing the weather could be seen as poised when the person is in a good mood, but boring when that person is in a bad mood. Well, this, is a, this is a subtle nuance, is it not? He then wrote that positive mood seems to pr- uh, promote uh, creativity, flexibility, cooperation, and reliance on mental shortcuts, and that negative moods trigger more attentive, careful thinking, paying greater attention to the external world. So this kind of means that it suggests the moment-to-moment variability of mood affects the quality of our judgment in ways that we possibly can't help to control, <laughs> meaning that... Well, then we're screwed. If you're in a good mood, you could be more gullible at that point in time hmm. because you are more open to just, hey, sure, hey, everything yeah. feels, feels good right now. And then you'll right. be in a bad mood because you got tricked. Right. Or, yeah, if you find out immediately, yes. and then you're more attuned to your surroundings and might be uh, a little bit more guarded in your... Uh, yes, your I can see that. I consider myself a happy-go-lucky cynic. So, uh, yes, I'm chuckling while I'm doubting everything you're saying. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, you know, being in a good mood, just be aware, if you can, uh, that you might get taken advantage of if you're in a good mood. Haven't we heard, though, that being in a good mood will extend your life overall? Absolutely. So what the hell do we do? I don't know. (laughs) Now I'm in a bad mood. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to die sooner because of that. Um, Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You know, I don't know. But anyhow, uh, the variability or noise... Uh, should give a pause to anyone who thinks that they can make purely objective judgments. If our mind is a measuring instrument, it is a noisy one, he said. So which mood uh, slash emotion affects you guys um, and and your judgment the most? Uh, Judgment? 
Yeah, for me, it's anger. Anger, people who yeah. are overly mercurial. Like who, uh, who, being mysterious? Well, uh, that, that have mood, like, turn oh. on a dime mood swings. Oh, the people have the mood right. swings. No, he's talking about you. Oh, for me? Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. do I feel I'm, when I'm, like uh, I'm my most a, vulnerable? If you're in a certain mood, you know that uh, ultimately that's going to affect your judgment you, the you most. You can't quite trust your judgment. And you yeah. make okay. more snap decisions. Uh, anger. Yeah. yeah. Anger, yeah. yeah. Anger will it, produce the most uh, the most uh, ill-informed responses. The one thing that I've tried to work on with that, and I've gotten better over time, not perfect because none of us are, but when... I mean... Uh, yeah. Well, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot who was in the room. It's the, now you've I made her angry for not acknowledging her perfection. <laughs> so, but is being aware that you're angry. If you are aware, because you can yeah. just be anger and not even... Uh, do a little self-diagnostic. Okay, I'm mad. Why am I mad right now? And if you can do that for just a second, Kathy's so perfect uh, that it 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 can maybe open up your eyes a little bit more. Well, you, you know, sp- but you it's can hard also- to remind yourself of that when it's happening because your emotions are running so high. You know. So I think you and I parallel a lot of things in in the way we have responded to things. I've gotten better at it. I know you you're working your way through it. Uh, and, and what what the what it happened what happens, Preston, is a lot of times. You get angry. You get angry at yourself for being angry. Yes. And and then you fall into this circle like, I am stupid. Why am I being this way? Yep. Uh, and then a lot of times you just have to learn to give yourself the permission to play it out and right. let it, you know, let it erode of its own nature. The, the worst thing is, is though, when you're making other people agitated or uncomfortable because you're in this loop. And then, you know, sometimes it's just good to just walk away. Yeah. Go to your still. And no, the hardest but, part is the awareness. If, yes. if you can become aware of it, then you can cope with it. Yes. You know? so, it's a big difference. At least I think so. All right. What else? Other studies. Um, okay. Crying. Crying. One of those things many of us are taught not to do, but there are benefits to doing it. No. <laughs> so crying makes you happier and extends your life, correct? I didn't correct? say that. No. Oh. Uh, crying is... <laughs> Crying is can make you not suffer the medical problems by eating eggs. And that's it. Okay. That's, you, you nailed it. Okay, no. so how I does know. crying work as a benefit? Cognitive neuroscientist, mental health research uh, researcher Dr. Caroline Leaf says uh, prolactin, one of the main... Chemi- Tough actin? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Was that for your feet? Tough actin. Tough actin. Yeah. 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 Folksperson, John Madden. <laughs> yep. No, it actually releases something for you and you right. feel better afterwards, Poof. right? Yeah. So yes, it's uh, sometimes you cry so hard you release your you evacuate your bowels. You do prolactin, one of the main chemicals released into our bodies when we cry, is the same <laughs> is the same one activated in mothers when they breastfeed. Ah, mm-hmm. that's uh, why when I cry, I go. <laughs> uh, she says it's released in response to negative and positive stress. And may help us manage our stress response. Interesting. She says that crying also releases chemicals which can make us feel calm and more in control. Well, that's so. That's why. That's why we are. We respond with that with crying if we're in a tumultuous or difficult situation. It, it actually helps to calm us down. Correct. Um, I guess so. Unless may, you're going out of your goddamn mind, it may help us restore balance in the brain and body, and may help one's ability to think. I guess so, Steve. Yeah. I mean, th- when you uh, when you're overwhelmed by emotion, and and this happens, you start you start sobbing, you start crying. Um, afterwards, there's this 
kind of relief, I guess. I've yeah, heard many yeah. people say, I need a good cry. Yeah. 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 I yeah. Um, haven't cried in a while, and I've actually had a few different opportunities where <laughs> I feel like I should have cried. Right. And I didn't, mean. and I don't um, I don't know if, what's wrong with me. Well, right. the, the day that we found out that Rabbi passed away, I had like four different cu- cries for f- yeah. for a whole bunch of different things. And, and see, I didn't cry, and that worries me because like I'm very sad that he well, passed away. I but your emotions, it's the way you process. The yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. They, uh, you might cry about Rabbi's passing a week from now. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it might manifest in something completely not related to it that just sets you off. I was in a, in a, a therapy session one time and my therapist uh, said that, um, you know, as kids, we are allowed to uh, make uh, loud noises on the playground yeah. and, and scream and cry and do whatever. <laughs> and then the older we get, yeah. the more we are taught to suppress those noises, to, yeah. to not let literally let them out of our body. Right. Joy, fear, anger, any of those types of things. And suppressing those emotions is not good for you. So this right. study of allowing it to literally come out of your body is is a, a healthy thing. That's to do. why Bill Weston so together. He oh goes, my God. "How's everyone doing?" <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder the same thing that Casey has. There, there, are, there are occasions where I'm like that. that I, I tell myself I should be really upset about this right now, and I'm not. I and went to two funerals. It doesn't happen all the time, but yeah. but when it does, I have the same questions that you do. What's yeah. wrong with me? What's wrong with me? I mean, right. I went to two funerals, and normally at, at the first funeral, there was no receiving line, right? Um, the second one, there was, um, and those are the ones where I usually, I can't help it. Right. I'm just overcome, and, and it was my uncle, and I didn't Cry and you All know right. to me that's 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 bizarre. I went to four weddings and a funeral. <laughs> oh, Who am I? How'd that go? All right, Julie Roberts. <laughs> yes. All right. Science has found that crying emotional tears literally She's helps. She's not in that movie. <laughs> she isn't. No. No. Who am I? I'm thinking of my best. Hugh Grant. I wanted yeah. to give him that. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> emotional tears literally helps get stress hormones out of the body. Right. Yes. But how often should we be crying? I think 16 hours a day. Okay. Well, that's your choice. When, whenever we feel that we need to is the answer. I, I will I will watch things. I will listen to music for that purpose of sort of a um, yeah a, an emotional tap in. You know, if you're <laughs> saying I, I felt I've, I've felt a little bit removed, I've got to put on the Kathy Romano Little Mermaid soundtrack. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but there's got to be a point where it's too much. Yes, when, yes. You, when you're crying, rendered in, incapacitated, right? If crying is uncontrollable to the point yeah. it interferes with your normal daily function, it can be a sign of a deeper problem. By the way, as I was reading that, I was thinking of uncontrollable crying moments in movies, like for comedic purposes. Yes, yeah. And the one I immediately <laughs> think of, Casey, is from Quick Change. Now, he's acting, but Randy yes. Quaid's character, yes. when they're locked <laughs> in the back... And he is just over the top. Oh, my God. I'm just losing it. It is so funny. I think of Ben Stiller in Something About Mary when he's walking out of the house at the oh, end. After- at the end. <laughs> <laughs> after Brett Favre. Yeah, because he's not even covering yeah, his he's face. He's just walking. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some pretty solid yeah. moments. Hang on. So Nick wants to comment on your comment, Casey. Hi, okay. Nick. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good, buddy. What's up? Uh, good. Uh, so, uh, Casey, I know you, you sounded kind of like really like uh, bent up about you know not crying over the loss of Rabbi and everything like that. But um, I want to let you know that's honestly completely normal. I mean, I, I was thinking the same thing for a long time. I just lost my mother in April, and I still haven't cried about it. So I completely understand that feeling. Nick, is the actually the same thing happened years years and years ago? But my mother had been. In a, in a state of deterioration, deterioration, I should say, trying to say it properly, and and she um 
when she passed away, I, I did not cry. I didn't cry at the, the wake or anything like that. It was, in a bizarre way, it was like, well, she was out of that pain and misery, so that's how I processed it. That, that's exactly the uh, same situation yeah. on my end, Steve. I completely understand Right, that. right. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for your call, Nick. We appreciate it, man. Not a problem. Have a good one. We'll see you later. Uh, so a good cry, not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. It can be a, a very good thing. We're looking at Ben, ben Stiller at the end of something about Ben. Absolutely wailing at the end of it. All right. How about another story? And we'll stay with uh, some negative emotions, uh, but maybe how something you, uh, a way you can cope with it. Apparently, taking a nice hot bath could be the key to easing depression. I find that taking a hot shower is is uh, is a pick me up. Um, yeah, the definitely. thing about yeah. hot baths is uh, it's hot, too much work. No, a hot bath hot. very quickly turns into a warm bath that turns into a lukewarm bath that turns into well, you keep tap, cold water. You keep tapping yeah. it out, and, but the problem is, is the hot water is coming in in the bath. It's coming in in one area, so you got to move your little tootsies if they get burned. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but yes, you yeah. can you can refresh the water, right? 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 And you keep some warm water coming. Or you can get in a hot tub if you want to. One of those things will work. Uh, but a, a 1995 study found that using heated coils to heat up patients with severe depression uh, to about a body temperature of 101.84 degrees Fahrenheit helped 60% of patients feel better. So what And 40% met the criteria for remission from their depression after just one session. Wow. What temperature is your hot tub's water kept at? 104. Okay, so is that the standard operating temperature for a hot tub? No, I mean, anywhere between... A uh, hundred and, and a hundred, it, it tops out at a hundred and five, and we will put it up to that from time to time. But between a hundred and a hundred and four is the, oh, yeah. you got to kind of ease in. You know, it's really hot. So I, my uh, wife gave me like uh, I think it was for my birthday or for our anniversary or something. She, it, it's you actually sit in it. It's sort of like an infrared heat, and it uh, you know it it like it'll heat. It, it gets pretty hot in there. It's like a little sweat, like a personal sweat lodge. Oh, with your yeah. head coming out of the top. Yeah, we wanted to get a picture yeah. of you in there. Right? Yeah, I'll do that. I'll, yeah, I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's it's like a um um uh what a do you call it? A private sauna. sauna? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's it's um it's about um and there you get into a sharper image and you're in there. For, they recommend you don't do like longer than twenty twenty five minutes. Right. But it, there is something very that heat is very I think yeah. relaxing and restorative. Yeah. Uh, there were two, men- and they also make bacon in it. There are two main theories as to why this works. Number one, depression has been associated with high levels of general inflammation in the body. Yeah. Uh, so heat may increase levels of anti-inflammatory compounds. Yeah, this is what pressed up in the studio here. There's a picture. That's exactly the one I have. Okay. <laughs> it yeah. looks ridiculous. And number two, the sensation of heating the body <laughs> relaxes patients, <laughs> making them less prone to negative thoughts. Now, this isn't going to... Cure your depression. I'm right. not saying that. But it by will any cure sh- erectile dysfunction. Okay, we'll yeah. try it out for that. See if you get a boner while you're in there. Uh, but uh, they are testing the theory once again, and experts are excited because they say that it's a great, uh, it's great to find natural ways of decreasing inflammation without anti-inflammatory medication. So you may want to try that if you've not done it before. I'm not saying this will fix your depression or anxiety. It, it is. Yeah. It's very relaxing, a, a hot bath, but I, I, it's too much work for me to wait for everything to fill up. Uh, Steve, yeah. speaking yeah. of uh, erectile dysfunction, yes. uh, my friend's daughter, she's 16, and she kept seeing all these ED commercials. <laughs> and oh, yeah. And last week just realized that ED stood for... Uh, it didn't stand for eating disorders. <laughs> I thought it was eating disorders. <laughs> and now in a way, in a way, <laughs> the commercials had always confused yeah, her. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, that's so funny. Seems like a lot of guys have eating disorders. Here's a text that says, "Lay in the tub with the hot shower on. It's uh, life changing. Uh, uh, drink some wine and eat fried chicken <laughs> in sorry, the tub. Sorry for bothering you at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah." Mm. 
Uh, I guess so. Yeah, if you've got the if you got the the tub shower combo, that's a pretty good idea. I do. Yeah, I because I, it can kind of trickle in. The water. I don't have the yeah, tub. I have water. to lay on the floor of the stall, which you would do seem kind of sad. No, it's it's all right as long as you yeah. feel comfortable. My head propped up on the bench. All right, so try that out. Here's another study that's from the Just Saying Institute, the JSI. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful campus. Uh, turns out that having larger pupils is a sign of intelligence. Mm. Georgia Institute of Technology researchers found that uh, as well as being linked to arousal and exhaustion. And erectile dysfunction. Pupil dilation can be used to understand a person's intelligence. Right, so so if, if someone's pupils are more dilated... Uh, they are more likely to be more intelligent? No. Dilated is, uh, wait, it's open. Well, here you go. It says specifically people who have a large, larger baseline pupil size. So okay. whatever, whatever your base, whatever that baseline study is. So it's right. not about being dilated. It's right. It's about the what, what, the, what the natural size okay. is. At, Look at the pupils on that guy. At a, at a certain light level, I assume that what what we all would our eyes would adjust to yeah. is is that baseline. Right, because when you're tripping balls, your pupils are gigantic. Right, and you're at your smartest. <laughs> you're yeah. probably really really. You actually will attend the seahorse party. I'm sure you <laughs> think that you're really smart at that point. Right. Oh my god, I think I'm so smart. Horses <laughs> forever. <laughs> I think I'm so smart. <laughs> yeah, I remember in my younger days of experimenting with uh, substances <sighs> that, man, we got it all figured out. Dude. Every, every got, now and then. We I'll... have got it all figured out. Why hasn't out. anyone thought of this? No one has ever thought of this before. <laughs> <The> Seahorses. <laughs> you ever write anything down when you're in that state? And then, and then revisit it later? No. Well, don't, because okay. it's moronic. Yeah. Well, I think a perfect example um, is, but, but yet he is revered as Hunter S. Thompson. He was always yeah. tripping. Yeah. He's we the do, one. We have the audio of him calling the uh, the, the stereo store. And, and oh, he, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's also, I mean, the, the perfect example of it is... Uh, uh, from Animal House when they get high and <laughs> right, yeah. talking about an atom right, in yeah. one tiny little universe yeah. and everything. I mean, they, you have, they were like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, going back to pupil sizes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So people who had larger baseline pupil size uh, performed better in tests of attention, memory, and reasoning. Any... So what is the correlation? Is it, it can't be as simple as that. You can take in more visual data. It says the leading theory behind this phenomenon is that people with larger pupils have better regulation from a certain brain region, uh. which would also indicate cognitive performance and the brain's ability to function. All right. So you do take in more light when your pupils are dilated, yes. right? Okay. That's so, why when you go do anything with the eye doctor, they, they, you'll wear the darker glasses. Yep. I may have asked you guys this question on the air before, but when you do... They have that dilation yeah. uh, solution. L- solution. Thank you. If you were to use that, like, suppose you were like on a night mission for right. like the military to bring you... in more light. Yes, uh, I, would that I, work better than night work? It's as not. As no, no. I'll tell you exactly why it wouldn't. Because if you see any light, uh-huh. you know, when because you're not supposed to drive yeah. after you do that, especially at night. And I have, and I have been in the car. Rochelle's giving me a ride yeah. home from the the eye doctor. It halos. The 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 headlights have their crosses. Yeah. Right. They're like these big light crosses. That but if come you're in the them. bush or in the jungle or something like that, where there's no, no light, no. Well, what is, only the moonlight. It's you know? not converting it that way, like like infrared goggles would. All right. But but what I'm saying, if you did experience some light, you it right. would, it would it's blind blinding. You. Yeah. yeah. I. 
Your had, pupils change. They they get smaller and larger for a reason. The first time I ever went to the eye doctor and they did that, I had no clue what to expect. Right. And they were like, are you good? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. And they wanted to give me these sunglasses. And I had to drive home from there like an idiot. It was so bright. So, so like bright. painfully bright. Right? Yes. Yeah. I was ridiculous. Thank God I wasn't <clears throat> that far away from home. But You could drive with your eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It yeah. smells right. It's kind of like when you click, you know, turn the lights off in your house, you just kind of feel around, and you're like, okay, I, I, I understand the layout. Yeah. Like, uh, all right. All right. <laughs> okay. While you were saying that, I thought of something that has nothing to do with this conversation whatsoever. Perfect. Okay. Do you guys remember the jingle for the Light Bright game? Light Bright making things with light. What a sight making things with Light Bright. Wow, no. Oh, I was doing a Didn't different jingle. That. Marissa? See if you can find it for us. I love Light Bright, by the way. Um, the the thing was they would send you they'd they'd send design pages that you'd make the light brights, and then you had uh, just black sheets that you could do things yourself, right? Yeah. And eventually you'd run out of those and I never replaced them. I know. Yeah, yeah that was I, a good thing. That was before you could very easily go out and get replacements. Basically, at the store. like uh they were uh, acrylic um Peg. Pegs that you put, and behind it was a light source. But the pegs were different colors, mm-hmm. and it was, uh, it was. I loved Light Bright. Only those little pegs would end up all over the yeah. house. Of I mean, course. they were, they were, yeah, they were, they were, they were like, they're like yeah. the pieces from uh, Battleship. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, they, they end up all over a risk. Um. So yes, thank you for uh, there's Light Bright right entertaining there. me with that Light Bright moment. Marissa's going to get the jingle. See, Casey, uh, uh, she sent when she sends it over. I got. All right, you. hang on a second here. I'm going to go to this call while we're waiting for that. It's uh, John. Hey, John. Good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yo, John. You got something to tell us, bud? Yeah, I literally just pulling away from the eye doctor. Ah. Um, and it's the first time I'm pulling away without wearing sunglasses because apparently now they don't dilate your eyes anymore. They have a camera that takes a picture of yeah. your well, uh, eyes. Of your retina. Yeah, John, I was telling yeah. Kathy about that the other day because my... Uh, <laughs> My eye doctor offers that option. It, did did they ask you if you wanted to do it, or did they just do it? No, they just said this is what we're doing now. Okay, shut up. So they gave they at mine they gave me the choice. They say we can dilate your eyes and do it this way, or it's like an extra twenty five dollars, and we do this thing where you look in this hole essentially, and they they take this picture. Uh, and Steve, you come out with a round ring around your eye. It, it is pretty yeah. wild. No. We no, can but, give you the drops or drive fertilizer spikes into your rectum. No, mm. but they. Uh, <laughs> but it's much easier, John. You don't have to deal with that crap, right? Oh, oh my God, I can't believe they let people drive. <laughs> no, John, I say that every time, says I go, it all the time. I go to the eye doctor yeah. once, sometimes twice a year, and I cannot believe that they say, "Okay, have a great day," and they send you out the door. I mean, I can barely see, <laughs> yeah. and it it affects me. I mean, I know it affects people differently, but like, I will get, I actually get nauseous every time it happens. I get a headache, I and I get nauseous. It just, I my body just can't handle it, and I don't know if it has to do with whatever the doctor is looking for or not, but apparently what you guys are talking about, not an option for me. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, Interesting. I'm due Thanks, to go John. back. The last time I went, I went to this place called Visionary in Newtown Square, and I told them that I didn't want that stuff that they put in my eyes, and they didn't okay. put it in there. So right. we have two. So you, when you guys well, you don't say, have to have. You no. Don't, you don't, no. No, 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 you, you don't, don't. But then they're not seeing, they're not checking to see for, um, you know, check your I've actually, and, I've and actually only had it. Look for. 
I had it twice when I had this recent procedure done, which is a, a, a thing that they can do now to to eliminate the odds of you getting this one type of glaucoma, which is great. I'm, I'm happy with it. But that was the, 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 the two times I've had the eye thing. I didn't. I found it pretty amazing, but I, I know for some people it's got to be a nightmare to get that flood of light coming in, mm-hmm. and it's got to be really disorienting. Well, so, and they have to do, like, uh, whatever. I'm not going to get into the detail yeah. of my eye, but um, they have to look closely at right. my retina. And so the the amount of light that gets in there when my eyes are dilated, like, that's probably why I leave with such a damn headache. Right. But no it, doubt. It, yeah. it takes them a good yeah. five, ten minutes. They're, they're oh searching. God. They're looking. Yeah. yeah and they so, sedate you with a mallet. Yeah, there's a really <laughs> good series on uh, Netflix. It's like your body, and they the first episode, the first thing they, they talk about is... How your eyes work. It's, yeah. it's really, yeah, really similar wild. to your balls. Yes. All right, uh, we have we, jingles. Yeah, we do. And so the jingle that you guys sang, I was not familiar with. Okay. That must be the 70s jingle because well, I know yeah. the 80s jingle. All right, so here we go. Light right. The toy that lets you create beautiful pictures with light. Work with colorful pegs that glow with light. Light bulb not included. Make people, animals, things. And with refills, Bugs Bunny or Bozo the Clown. Oh, God, I totally remember that. You can make lots of pretty pictures with light bright from Hasbro. You have so much fun pegging. Oh, God, pegging. (laughs) All right, here's the 80s jingle. Light bright, light bright. Turn on the magic of colored light. This light bright, light bright. I don't remember that at all. Okay. This is, this is my jam. Yeah. Uh, your generation. Pop in the colored pegs and follow the patterns. It's easy to make your favorite pictures and characters, or you can always create your own light pictures. There are a number of people, who t- there's a couple of them actually, that says we should have Marissa mention uh, the history of her searches from us <laughs> when we ask her to uh, pull audio yeah, from yeah, various yeah, things because yeah. it would be so crazy random. Do you think in the 80s that they uh, actually went up, uh, about including the light bulb for Lightbrite? Yeah, yeah, light bulb, not included. I mean, how cheap is Lightbrite? That they light bulb, even... pegs, and actual toy not included. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with the Easy yeah. Bake Oven back then. They probably didn't give you the freaking light bulb. Come on. Lincoln Logs. Lincoln Logs not included. <laughs> All right. One more uh, JSI thing here. Um, man, we can't, you know, do I go to another do depression you? thing? Uh, uh, no. no. It's a way to help with the depression. Um, uh, not a way to cause depression? No, it's a way to help. Well... You tell me if this would All right, does make it have you to do with light bright or more depressed? No, but it says waking up an hour earlier could be good uh, good for your mental health. Um, so yeah, I'll get up at two now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Morning show not yeah. included. All I know, Preston, is that when my alarm clock set for three forty and I wake up at two forty and feel like I I can't it's go so back annoying. to sleep, I am so happy. I know. I just get up, I start kicking my heels together. University of Colorado researchers analyzed genetic data of over 800,000 adults and found a link between earlier sleep timing patterns, which means going to bed and getting up earlier, right, and lower risk of major depressive disorder. Here's what would work. Uh, if you got up an hour earlier, realized that you still had an hour's uh, sleep left, and then went back to sleep. No, that's nice. That, that would make that, you happy. That, no, that is nice. If you, or if you get even more, like like this morning, I had to do, I had a peepee wake up uh, oh, moment. It was fine. It was about one ten, and I was like, oh, that's fine. I'm going to get more, much more sleep when I go back to bed. But um, again, honestly. Uh, for the most part, and this is, it's a real, it's the truth, the sleep number bed, I have to say, I do get 
pretty much uninterrupted night sleep. I do the pee-pee wake up at least twice a night. Do you? Oh, Sometimes sucks. three. Can I recommend it's something? Totally Have your prostate cut from your body. Yeah, it'd be nice, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. That's but, what I did. But apparently I'm okay. I've been checked out, okay. but it just did sucks. No, it's just part of, you know, age. Yep. So they say that it is possible that greater exposure to light during the day results in a cascade of hormonal impacts that can influence your mood. A cascade. Mm-hmm. I read a study yesterday that talked about how seasonal affective disorder is not just happening in the winter. Now, I read that. And that depressed me. That right. that pissed me off. That, that melatonin levels are affected now by too much sunlight and oh, so f and, you i know and 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 i listen i suffer from sad in the winter time it, it messes with sad, me you know sad, and i have i have the sad. happy lamp and the whole nine um and then i try to take the extra vitamin d everything you're supposed to do right and now seasonal affective disorder can happen in the goddamn summer i know I'm like come on man. i know that's just bad news all the way go around. home and od on light bright pitch right? <laughs> uh so it says here that um according to the study author uh keep your days bright that's his name. And your night's oh. dark. Uh, have your morning coffee on the porch. Walk or ride your bike to work if you can. Yeah, I mean, because oh. I'm, I'm coming in about 3, the 4, 420. So I'll, I'll sit out on the porch and I'll have my coffee. <laughs> and I'll bike. ride my bike so that it can be me, me the drunk drivers, and a few Lyft drivers. Mm-hmm. Just make sure that when you drink your coffee, you hold two hands around your cup. <laughs> sniff it first, mm. you know. Ah. <sighs> uh, <sighs> Everything's damp from the morning dew. I'm walking through spider webs. <laughs> I need a flashlight to see the coffee. Well, it is nice that it's uh, light out now. Oh, it's wonderful. When we come to work. We Psychologically, it's a little a, bit of light. It, exactly. And Preston, it's bright outside right now. And if you look at the windows, they, they're not adjusting or shading. And I, we people thought we were kidding around. That is such a psychological oh, boost man. to see the sun and to see everything alive and bright. Like a light bright, making <laughs> things with light. Yeah, it's a lot light, like sun. Light, <laughs> all comes back to light break. Oh, That's right. what they should do. We were talking about prisoners earlier. Before they go out into the actual light, let them play with the light bright to right. get them <laughs> to get reacclimated to, it. to the colors. The Maybe colors they... in the light and yeah. all that, yeah. Maybe they can make uh, happy lamps out of light brights. Mm. Yes. You know? And put them around the, like big bins of the big bins of Lazy Town. Mm. Okay. Uh, so we're anyhow. Uh, we just solved about three or four yeah. major world problems in the show. <laughs> get up earlier and you will... Uh, uh, you'll, Make you'll, things with lights. You'll love it. <laughs> Light bright. <laughs> One more. Oh, okay. I, I don't. I, I want to. Don't want to leave. Yeah, you. Um, you know. I got. Awesome. I, I have other good ones. We don't. You're on a roll. We don't go to the JSI that often. No. Um, do you wear headphones, Casey, when you ride a bike? When you when you head out on uh, your road rides? Uh, sometimes I do. Okay. It's probably not a good idea, but I wear headphones uh, that uh, you have I throughput. Earplug. Right. You, you have a uh, wireless head. Uh, I do, but I don't wear my Jabras uh, because oh. those aren't anchored to anything. I had these other, these JBLs that are actually uh, because... They go around the back? <laughs> they go around the back because one time I rode my bike with my AirPods in and one went Ooh. flying out yeah. and I lost the it job, forever. The dude. Jabras stay in tight, though. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Hey, if you're going yeah. 40 miles per hour... Casey, if you're yeah. riding a bike and, and the reason you don't... You're, you're concerned about wearing those because of outside sounds and being aware of everything, you may yeah. try the bone induction. Because you can hear everything. Oh, I've tried the no, bone. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and, and those, we have some that wrap around the back of your head. Okay. And so. They're great. It doesn't actually go in your ear. Yeah. touches the sides. Yeah, I had those you for can, swimming ones. Yeah, you can hear the music fine, but you can also hear everything in your surroundings. So that might be the ticket well, for you. Also, Preston, there is like, for I have like the, the, the top Sonys and the top Bose. 
you have a throughput. You can adjust the amount of environment, the outside world you're hearing, because those headphones yeah. also have microphones in them mm. that allow environmental sound to come through. But if you're riding a bike and you're getting all sweaty and stuff, you may not want to sweat on the pads and things like that. So so those yeah. bone induction might be the way to go. Well, so the ones that I wear while I cycle is they're actually meant for uh, swimming as well. So yeah, that, they're, they're okay to get wet. Right. My wife has them. They're great. So this study says that wearing headphones while riding a bike or driving is not a good idea. It's yeah. also illegal, I illegal, believe, to, to wear over-the-ear headphones while driving. Uh, Ford conducted an experiment and found that cyclists and drivers were four seconds slower to identify potential road hazards when wearing headphones. Like the screams of a child. <laughs> uh, Ford... I, don't like, I don't like wearing headphones. Like, if I go, um, no. even if I jog outside, I mean, I like to listen to music, but to, to not be able to hear anything of my, uh, any of my surroundings, I don't like that. It so seems dangerous. The Jabras, the, the, the Buds, and uh, I forget what the newest one is, Case I have the 65s, the Sport. 75 right. teasers. Yeah, so they, they, let, they let enough of the outside environment through, and you, you don't have to worry about... Because I, I, I don't want to feel like I'm... I, I, there was a portion when I got the jobbers where there had been about four or five stories in the news about people trail hiking, which is what I do, you know, do, and trail running, who had had tree limbs during a storm oh, crack yeah. and fall down on them. Mm-hmm. Wait, the jobbers let in you can outside? Adju- you can adjust the amount of yeah. outside. Wow. Hit the yeah. button on your left. See, I didn't, I didn't know that, and I had those, and I lost them. Oh, no. <laughs> I have the case. I just don't well, that'll work. Just tape that to your forehead. <laughs> I know. By the way, I did. There was a time when uh, uh, my radio was busted in my car, and I had to wear my work headphones. <laughs> I remember the. I pulled up. It was at it was at the the, uh, the cardboard class, yes. and Kathy pulled up next to me <laughs> and started laughing at me, like making fun of me. I remember that. What I wanted to listen to something for a long drive. How was that trip, Maverick? Yeah. Uh, so Ford is now letting the public try out the virtual experience themselves using uh, their smartphones. It's called Share the Road, Safe and Sound, and uses 8D audio, a new sound technology that That's makes our brains uh, think that audio is constantly moving and coming from different directions. The issue is that wearing headphones causes a reduction in the vehicle and roadway sounds and that the driver can hear and leads to driver underestimating vehicle speed. Well, it also so what they're saying is that, is that when you listen to to uh, sound that way, you're not getting the your your placement in your environment. So right. hearing things coming from behind you, mm-hmm. uh, all those things are thrown off. Yep. So uh, this happened in both lab uh, settings and on the road when uh, driving during both day and night. So if you do uh, wear headphones of some type when you're either riding a bike or uh, on a uh, in a car, it will distract you, and not just sound wise. As far as like like Steve was saying, you don't you're you're not hearing you're not feeling the movement yeah, properly. It right. feels different because you're 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 not hearing the natural uh, uh, things uh, emanating around you. In Pennsylvania, you are not allowed to wear a pair of headphones or earbuds while driving. However, you may use a single ear audio system such as a Bluetooth in order to take hands-free phone calls. Okay. What's the rule for riding bikes, though? Because I don't know if Wait. I'm actually breaking the law or yep. not. I just saw it. Okay. Um, so while you're doing that, the law. what is the law in PA as far as driving and making light bright pictures? <laughs> not at the same well, time. How are you going to plug that in? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Pennsylvania law, you're not allowed to drive. No, that's driving a vehicle. That's no, sex trafficking. No, that's not sex it. Sex trafficking. It's a different category. And now, uh, here we go. Hold on. Yes. 
Uh, well, talk amongst yourself. Talk, talk, talk amongst yourself. See this? Yourself. No, let's keep it completely quiet because the pressure's on. Yeah. Oh, oh my God, I wish someone would say right. something. I do have a question. When you're riding with other people, will you listen to music? No. Okay, so it's only when you're It's alone. only when I'm solo. All right, that makes sense because, yeah, you wouldn't want to communicate with people that you're riding with, so it makes my, sense. My car time with the uh, the sound system in the car, that's really where I, I spend the greatest portion of quality music listening. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that, to me, that environment is perfect for it. And uh, I, I enjoy that. Uh, I, I listen at home all the time. Do you put now. the stereo, I, I, the full blown stereo yeah, on at home? I never used to listen at yeah. home, and and now I if if and and I don't watch TV that much. So if right. I find myself doing something, cooking or doing prep work, whatever it may be, I have learned to just put on some music. Right, and, and that's and it. You know, it used to be the car was my place to listen, yep. but I listen to audio books a lot now. I do as well. So that's but what, I sing that's while they're the, on. That's the majority of, of <laughs> listening that I'm doing in my car now. So it's kind of done this reversal, uh, and I now listen to music at home, which is kind of cool. I dig it. Uh, and I have also the, the, the Bose, um, you know, uh, connected to Amazon in, in my bedroom, which has a good sound system. I listen a lot like when I'm going to sleep. But um, the, the days of me putting on the full cranking Stereo with the mat, you know, so all that. I don't do that. I don't listen. I like to, to have it now that we have the, the shore property. I yeah. like to have music on there a lot. What so about if outside? We're having, if we're having, outside, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that to me, I do that a lot. Yep. So if we're if we're having friends over or something like that, I want to have some ambience. I want to have some music yeah. running uh, at some point. Kathy, did we kill enough time? So for it's you? yeah, it's it's keeps directing me to motorists. So I think it's viewing a bike. As, as a car as a motorist ki- yeah kind okay. of um, as a so, rickshaw so yes it's saying that it's illegal and also um you're not supposed to take your hands off the handlebars case so they're saying that that's illegal no oh, get out so you can't look cool yeah I, that's how like when i'm like cycling i like oh. to light up a cigarette and ride with my hands hey i forgot to tell yeah. you i saw at at uh uh in wildwood uh we saw a group of kids on bikes a cop was coming after them and they Took off, man. No kidding. It was pretty wild. Yeah, we heard the, the siren, went outside and looked, and they were coming around the corner, and these kids they were probably all like 12, right. 11, 12, 13 years old. Dude, they ran from the cop. Oh, yeah. Of course they did. They took off. Yeah. Did the, uh, was it the uh, sirens like full on, or was it chirping? <laughs> 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 I was like, the balls on you, little. I would, you would have done the same thing. No, I wouldn't no, have. No, you would have stopped. Not no. if the cop was in pursuit. Uh-uh. I remember one time I was like 19 years old and a cop came up and everybody scattered and I was standing where there with a beer and I'm like, I'm going to be a man. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, yeah. I'm going to talk to this guy. I'm going to reason with him. He arrested me. I mean, I got <laughs> five years in prison later. Yeah. No, I, had to, uh, I, no, I had to do community service at the Jewish Center for the Age. Oh, <laughs> something similar. I didn't have a beer in my hand, but I was uh, walking home from a party. It was probably like two or three in the uh, morning and I was walking with my friend Rob and a cop came up behind us and Rob just took off. I was like, oh, my God. And so I took off. But Rob was way faster than me. And right. the cop was like, stop. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to stop. Yeah. Even though there was a footbridge that was right there and I totally could have got away. I was like, I'm not going to do this. You I'm, did the right thing. Yeah. And I didn't get arrested. Well, that's good. Yay. Yay. All right. Anyway. Kathy, do you have an answer for us still or not? Well, do you want more? I You kind of moved on. I didn't know if you wanted. So sure. Th- this is a, a little bit better information. It's from BicycleUniverse.com. Um, so though, al- although it's dangerous, there are actually only seven states that regulate headphones. 
Um, it is Florida, Rhode Island, Rhode Island, California, Delaware, New York, Virginia, and Maryland. Huh. Um, other states uh, prohibit over-the-ear headphones like you were talking about. So Pennsylvania is, they're calling it a gray state where it's illegal for drivers to wear headphones, and that can be extended to cyclists. So it goes back to the whole motorist. All right. Thing. Well, maybe we can find out more because we have a uh, an Olympic bike rider who's yeah. going to be in here. Just Those are stuff. Um, all right, that's all I have time at the Just Saying Institute to share with you today, friends. So, but thank you for strolling the campus and seeing what all we have for you. Uh, when we return, yes, we are going to have Olympian Peyton Ridenor, who is uh, going to be uh, riding BMX at the Olympics. Man, it's yeah. so cool, and it's she's amazing. local, so uh, she's also an author and all kinds of other stuff. So, we'll take a break, come back with her, and get into some more stuff. Stay put. We'll be back in a moment. MMR's Essential 200, a daily look at the songs that influenced, elevated, or flat-out changed what we call rock and roll. These are the big ones and the not-so-obvious ones that every rock fan should know. Go to WMMR.com now to vote for the songs most essential to you. We'll be playing them back in order on a blockbuster 4th of July weekend. MMR's Essential 200 with Jackson, weekdays at 4. From Meineke, for all your automotive repair needs. And 93.3 WMMR, the station that's played everything that rocks Philly since day one. Our next guest is from the area. She is headed to the Olympics, Tokyo 2020 Olympics this summer. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So give me some music, Casey, please, because... Our next guest, by the way, the seven-time USA BMX national champion. Yeah. Please welcome, welcome uh, Peyton Ridenauer yeah. to the show. Yeah. Or should we call you Peanut? Either way. All right. So, <laughs> so Peanut's your nickname? Yeah. Has that been since you were a little kid? Yeah, ever since I was little. My parents gave it to me. Hey, that, that, Peanut's a good one. Yes, it is. She was a little, little, little I love Peanut. Yeah, it's a baby. One right, of my favorite you know? cats of all time is named Peanut. You're so right. Yeah, I love you. So You're that's right. great. Uh, Peyton, it's it's wonderful to meet you. This is this is huge. I mean, it's, so I said a seven-time USA BMX national champion. You're 19 years old. So yes. does that championship only happen once a year? Yes, so, so you, by seven-time national champion, we're talking about amateur. So it's not in the professional ranks because I just turned a professional this year. Okay. Well, it's it's it's. Still, listen, it's I was watching and, and catching up on your career, and it's it, it's pretty formidable. But you started when you were five, right? Yes. All right, and and your dad, who's here in the studio. Kind of built like a a course in the backyard. Was that exclusively for you, or does your dad also do this? So um, I got into BMX. Because my dad used to race. Okay. And he raced when he was younger, not super competitively, but just for fun. And then he brought me to the track one day when I was five, and I've loved it ever since and just been riding my bike. And we built that course and my backyard together, and we work on it all the time. It's basically, it's it's like a full-time job. It's just so much work, but it's definitely worth it and a lot of fun. Oh, it's it's wild. What is the the BMX community like in this area? Is there just like one spot where everybody goes to to ride, or is there a bigger, uh, you know, community that we're not aware of around here? So, BMX is pretty small in this area, actually. There's a track in Pottstown, which is about 10 minutes from me, because I live right in Pottstown, which is nice, but it is a smaller track and not like a full-scale track, right. but it's awesome to have something so close to me. But you'll see a lot of the BMXers are going to be from Texas, Florida, California, a lot on the West Coast. So They've got a lot of space out there. Yeah. Is the one in your backyard, is that 
I assume that's a pared down version, or is that a full course? No, it's it's pared down a little okay. bit. Okay, yeah, it's definitely a little smaller, and it's not, it's um, pretty narrow too. Not right. Typically as wide as a regular BMX track would be. And I also ride a different bike back there just because the surface and the jumps are just a little bit different style than you would find on a regular BMX track. Okay. Uh, By the way, Peyton is wearing a mongoose shirt, which when I was a kid, that was the The, dream bike. the big thing. The dream bike was the mongoose. I am happy to see that they are still... Uh, way up there as far as the uh, the bikes go, well, right? Did, did you ever get sponsored by them, Preston? Of course. <laughs> because Peyton has I know. recently been sponsored I by know. them. I know. That's got to be huge. Yeah, so they're super big in BMX, and then they weren't for a little while, and they just got back into it a few years ago, and I'm on the factory team, and I love it. Oh, that's cool. Wow. So so the, getting an endorsement like that you know, is, is obviously huge, and it can be a career changer. Uh, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, watching what you do, and uh, and it's amazing to, to watch it. Uh, you there, there's there's a type of thing that you're doing, and I get the question out of the way right now. As you're going over, do they call them bumps? This is much of a neo neophyte that I am with this, or are they what do they call the the multitude of bumps that you're going over? Are they just bumps? You can call them jumps. Jumps, but okay. But there are going to be different kinds of jumps based on how they're built and how high one section of the jump is and how low the other one is. So there's different terminology, but we'll just go with jumps. All right, was, when, when, when I was a kid, I rode motocross a little bit, and we called them whoop-de-doos. Whoop-de-doos? You ever heard of that? I have, but okay. we don't have those. We'll, <laughs> Not we'll call BMX. that We'll call that a rhythm section when all okay. the jumps are going to be super close together. Yep, and yep. then when they're more spaced out is when you can distinguish them a little bit between whether they're doubles, tabletops, step-ups, then it yeah, gets... Well, you're, you're amazing. Oh, so you know like your that. stuff. So you're pretty... You, you did this. A little this. bit, yeah. So it sort of predated me. I, I You know, I was on those large... The, the old bicycles with the large tires of the turn of the century. That's how old I am. Oh, but, the, uh, yeah, penny the penny farthings. Penny farthings. Yeah. But <laughs> what you do, I notice a lot of times going over the bumps... Is that um, it seemed to be as if you're only on your back tire a lot of times. Is, is that is, is that the way that's done? Because I was amazed at how much control you keep on the bike and do that and, and roll with that. Yeah, a lot of the time, so we'll call that manualing over the jumps is when it's just our back tire on the ground or we can jump them. And it depends on what kind of jump you're going over to see which way is going to be faster. But rarely you'll see somebody pump over the jumps, which is when you're going to keep both of your tires on the ground. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like all the time, like for the majority of times, you were clearing those jumps with just one tire on the ground, which I thought was, I had no idea that's how you negotiated those. Right, and that's how you're going to make all all of your speed, too, and get backside on it. So that's how you're going to maintain your speed and generate more speed. Wow. What, What part of your body takes the most amount of abuse? Is it your knees? Is it your back? Uh, it's really a full body workout, honestly, yeah. but yeah, a lot of legs, a lot of knees. Um, you'll find in cyclists, their hip flexors are usually pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at how low the seats are. My, my <laughs> kneecaps would shoot off of my body. Well, well we you don't, don't sit, sit down. I know, but yeah. and so you can, so you can bend your knee so deep when you're, when you're but when the when the rear tire's coming up, right? Right. So if our seat's super high, I'll hit it because we do compress so much when we're racing around the track. Well, I mean, and the, so again, and I, I got an appreciation just watching your so much of your, your your video. You're pumping so hard because the rotation of the tires is, is so much smaller. I mean, have you ever calculated how many revolutions in a in a race? How many times? How many times you've pumped your legs? I haven't, but races are typically going to be between 30 and 40 seconds. Yeah, they're short. 
But it is super short, but it's exhausting because oh, yeah. you just full-on sprint as fast as you can for that amount of time. Yeah. yeah. My my nephew rides uh, BMX, and he's got, like, a, a trophy room. I mean, he's just it's loaded with trophies. He's probably 17 years old. Um, and uh, and I noticed, so, so he's from uh, Colombia, uh, South America, and you just, you uh, went down and raced in Bogota recently, right? Yeah, I was just there, like, two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, there, he's in Medellin, or was in Medellin, which is a few hours from from Bogota. But is it, do they have a? Um, is it popular in uh, Colombia? Yeah, it's super popular. So the women who won the last two Olympics was Mariana Pajon, and she's a Colombian BMX rider. Wow! So she's super popular down there. Probably as popular as the president. Like if you ask anybody <laughs> on the street if they know who Mariana Pajon is, they know who she is. Wow. So she's definitely legit, and because of her, the BMX scene in Colombia just kind of blew up. All right, so this year you're finally. What, what's the minimum age for the Olympic team? Do you have any idea? Eighteen. Eighteen. So this is so the you first year you've you've qualified. Boom, you're in. Uh, did you try? Well, then I was going to say, did you try last year? That's stupid. Yeah, the Olympics only. Come Why out would she do that every few well, years? Did you did you try it for the Olympics last year when before they were canceled? Yeah, so I was going or to postponed. try to go to the Olympics, but unfortunately, all of the events that would qualify us and gain us points towards the Olympics were canceled. So okay. that's yeah, why that would pushed. screw it up. Yeah. Did I hear you got some news this morning or something concerning the Olympics? Yeah. I, well, I did get a little surprise visit this morning, so. I'm in the USADA testing pool, which is the U.S. anti-doping agency, mm-hmm. and I have to put my whereabouts into this app, and at any moment, wherever I'm at, somebody can just show up and drug test me. Right. So, 6.45 this morning, I got a knock on the door, some lady there <laughs> to test me. <laughs> so what? At your house? Yeah, but okay. this is the first time this has happened because I just got put into the testing pool, and... She came to my house and I just went, like, I just woke up. So then five minutes before that, I already went to the bathroom and I was like, I don't know what to do. So I drank like four (laughs) glasses of water and I was like, I need to go on the Preston and Steve show. And she was like, all right, well then I guess we'll just have to come with you. So we came here. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah, she came here with me. Is she here? (laughs) No, we already did the testing. So right right. before, yeah, and got it out of the way. But that was my morning. That's a first for us. Yes, Olympic drug testing. The first guest we've ever. Now, there's many a guest we've had where we would have liked to test it for drugs, (laughs) but but they were all for lesser reasons. Yeah, nothing performance enhancing. That is wild. But that's. But that means you're That's legit. And, you, and it's weird because people say, oh, do they have to be that pedantic about it? But the truth of the matter is, is that there have been athletes who have gamed the system. You, you look at, you know, Lance Armstrong, who yeah. who fooled, you know, many people for many years. So, But you're a big proponent of, of keeping it out. Obviously, that's why you've, you've signed up, right? Yeah, well, it's not a choice. You uh, get tested no matter what. Right. But... No, like, definitely clean athlete all the way. And Good. anybody who is doping, it's just... Cheating. It kind of sucks because yeah. they, they're cheating. So. Right. So you graduated in from high school in 2020, uh, but you were already a, a well-established champion at that point. What what um, what, do you, what do your peers, your friends and, and high schoolers, uh, fellow high schoolers, think about your achievements? Or did it really mean much to anybody? Yeah, so I actually was gone a lot of the time. So everyone would be like, oh, well, why is Peyton always gone? And, <laughs> but I tell my teachers, I say, oh, I'm going to be gone for like two weeks. I'm just going to go to Europe real quick, and then I'll be back. <laughs> and they'll just be like, okay. And then the more I told them, they would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then I'd say, I'm a 
professional BMX racer, and no, nobody knows what it is because, yeah. again, from this area, it's not very yeah. well known. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I try to explain to the teachers and everything and my friends, and a lot of them don't get it, so I show them videos and stuff, <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's cool. Like, you just like to ride your bike around. and <laughs> Don't you yeah. love having it diminished? <laughs> oh, oh, you just like to ride your bike around. Yeah, and then yeah. I'll come back, and they'll ask how I did, and I'll be like, I won. And then, you know, little did I know, or did they know that I just won, like, a national championship <laughs> or, like, a world championship. But <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty humble about it where I don't, like, yeah. like to brag when I come back but well, I went, it'll I went, keep you checked yeah. yeah i went to college with a guy who was like a national like karate champion right so it's he, that type of person flies under the radar but right. in that world he is absolutely a name and he's he was a force to be reckoned with and it's, the same goes for you do you think um you will ever uh transition from bmx to any other kind of cycling um, what's nice about BMX is that you can transfer to different kinds of cycling from it. So if you come somewhere from road or mountain biking, it's hard to learn BMX or something like that. But the BMX riders has so much skill yeah. and bike control that mm-hmm. we can transition to wherever we want to. Would that work for motorized stuff as well? Or I mean, because I think there's some, there are probably some aspects of it, but it, it, those share a common you know, genetic makeup, whereas once you put a powered motor on it, it's going to change the whole game, right? Yeah, that would definitely change the game a lot. Like, I would assume we would have the same, like, kind of control over it. But, again, motocross is something where they usually start really young and they do it all their life. Right. They gain all those skills. But I'm thinking um, maybe after BMX I could do some mountain biking Mm -hmm. because BMX, like, the cutoff is – Probably about 30 years old. Yeah. But then the mountain bikers get a little bit older. Yeah, because I was wondering about, because I, I, I road cycle and <laughs> I'm not at any level. But what I like about it, as opposed to, like, let's say running or something like that, is I actually get to go see places. You know what I mean? Like, I can go out and go and go for 40 miles. And what you're doing, you're, you know, you're just going around in a tr- <laughs> I don't want to say you're just you're going around in a track. And, right. and so uh, but if you were to get on a road bike, you would be able to go and and see the world, you know, so to speak. Yeah, that's what I really like about BMX is because I get to travel to so many different places. Right. And I really like competing. But another part I really like is just meeting people from all over the world and seeing cool stuff. So in preparation for the Olympics and what you're 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 you know, how how much. How much have you been brought into it? Do you get like, uh, you know, is there a uh, classes that you attend for security or anything? I mean, how, how's that all handled? We we have no idea. Yeah, so I just figured out I was going to the Olympics on the last week of May. Like oh, on wow. May 30th, I figured it out. So everybody else on the team already knew they were going for over a year now. So you're playing catch up. Right, yeah. So it's all completely new to me. Yeah. Uh, if you're just tuning in, it's uh, Peyton Ridenauer who's here, and she's from Pottstown. Olympic BMX rider is headed to uh, Tokyo 2020 Summer Olympics. Um, there are, I think I read, 27 cyclists for Team USA uh, altogether. Um, I'm not sure that exact number, but just for the BMX racing discipline, there's two males and three females. Oh, that's it. Okay. All right. So you're one of three right. for the women. Wow. Who are the other two people? And are do you know them? Yes, I know them. Okay. Um, Elise Willoughby, who's from Minnesota, who is a world champion and an Olympic silver medalist. And then Felicia Stansel, who's from Indiana, who's a, a national champion. Have you ever raced against them? Yes, I have. Okay. Have you beaten them? A few times, but they're really good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, you're all on the same team now. So so you're the youngest uh, of the crew? Yes, I think I'm the youngest person 
in BMX racing for the whole Olympics, like out of all the countries. That's awesome. Guys and girls. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, that's so um, cool. when do you leave for the Olympics? What you know? Are you prepared for what that's going to be like when you get to Tokyo? You know, do you stay in the Olympic Village? How does how does all of that work? So I'm going to leave on July 21st, and they want us pretty in and out of there with the COVID protocol. Right. So yeah. I'm only going to be there for about. 10 days, maybe. Wow. But when I get there, it's going to be pretty regulated. I think we're going to be staying in the village a lot. There's not going to be going out and kind of like seeing stuff, really. So I think it's going to be pretty stay in one place and... Yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the Japan is still taking the protocols really, really seriously, and, and I don't think there's any international people, uh, international people in attendance at any of the events. Only Japanese people, and then uh, I don't know if anybody's going to be able to come to a, a BMX event. Do you know? Uh, only the Japanese spectators will okay. be able to see it, but it'll be at half capacity. So I think they take eight thousand for BMX. So then they, they four thousand s- could could uh, come watch. So okay. you could have a, you could have as many as four thousand, which is something. But listen, it looks like when you are doing what you're doing, you you block out everything and you're in the zone. Is that safe to say? Right. Okay. And BMX isn't a very high spectator sport either. Right. Because a lot of people don't know about, it, but it is super cool to watch. Yeah, especially is. if you haven't seen it before. I just got excited. I mean, I, I we've always I've always loved the way it looks and the and this sort of very kinetic nature of it. But just watching in preparation for this interview, your stuff, it's like, oh, I, well, I have to make sure I check that out. Do you happen to know when our time yeah, this will be taking place? That's what I was going to ask when we can see it. So I'm going to be competing on the 29th and the 30th. It's split up into two different days, but I'm not sure the time. But since BMX. Doesn't get a lot of viewers. I'm assuming it'll be on at about 3 a.m. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, that's actually the time we wake up. So. <laughs> well, Peacock has had really great coverage, so you know maybe uh, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. get things on demand these days. So, do you get to walk in the opening ceremonies? Do you know about that? No, as far as I know, no. Okay. Well, uh, BMX has never been there for the what? opening ceremonies. What? Yeah, but BMX has been an Olympic sport only since 2008. Huh. Well, I mean, listen, okay. stuff like this and you and, uh, you know, the, this this sort of uh, excitement about it and locally, it, like we were, t- you know, we were talking about the genesis of, of soccer in the United States and how these sports kind of hang on the, the fringe. But BMX, I mean, it's, you know, it, it seems to me there's there's uh, the excitement for it is building more and more. And then when you have personalities like yourself out there, uh, you know, spreading the message of the sport. It'll, it'll get bigger. I mean, because honestly, there's a lot of stuff in the Olympics, I think, that they, they could just get rid of, you know? <laughs> Not as exciting as BMX, for sure, you know? Yeah, curling. Curling! <laughs> hey, I, I have a question about, because uh, a few years ago, they started, you know, including uh, the more, what they call, X Games type of, of sports. And, and um, uh, when it comes to that type of uh, riding, do you ever flirt with that type of stuff, the trick uh, things? I'm sure you can. I mean, you've been riding a bike competitively for forever yeah i actually haven't really dabbled in that yet yeah but tricks are a little bit different especially racing we all like to go as fast as we can and stay super low to the ground right and then tricks they're getting bigger air and taking limbs off and stuff so (laughs) how how much air can you can you get how how high up will you because you're you're bouncing along like a like a lunatic how high up will you hit when you go Honestly, not super high because we're going like twenty to thirty miles an hour. Okay, yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, that's it's it's um, impressive to watch. So I think so. You've said this many times that the uh, <clears throat> the interest level of BMX and, and the viewership is is kind of you know lower than where it should be, way lower than it should be. Have you thought about if you win, doing some kind of some kind of moment? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what some kind of Olympic moment. Uh, to put the spotlight on BMX, 
I haven't thought about that, but... Like, maybe do it no hands, like, the whole time, you know. I mean, that would blow people away, right? Here's what you do. May I suggest something? Backwards. No. Oh. A Preston and Steve banner. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Wave oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get to pick your number? Because uh, I saw on your bike uh, you have, like, a number 252 or... Uh, is that like your permanent number or do they they give you the number so with the number i'm in a little bit of a tricky situation because technically you're not able to pick a number until after the olympics for new riders right so since this is my first year as a professional technically i don't have a career number but i did get to choose that 252 number which was my first racing number i've ever had and well that's nice that's the one i got to choose but I, it's not confirmed that I have it for international stuff and for the Olympics. So, honestly, I have no idea what number I'm going to have. Does anybody else have that number? No. Okay. Right, well, that's good. Right. I was thinking 933 would be a good number. <laughs> 933. <laughs> Nick held up. We have a copy of your book, the kid's book that you yeah. wrote. Yeah. And that is pretty cool. You did that last year? Yes. Okay. And you were given the idea. Now, apparently your aunt gave you the idea for the book? Yes. So, I wrote a children's alphabet book, A to Z, BMX style. And I originally wrote the book like 10 years ago ah. because I got the idea from my Aunt Jennifer, who's also my godmother, because she wrote A to Z hockey style books. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, Is she, was well. she a hockey player? She's a hockey fan. Okay. Big Flyers fan. <laughs> oh, there you go. But I got the idea from her and then I found it on the computer last year, just yeah. sitting there 10 years later. So a bunch of rewriting because I wrote it when I was like, Nine. Right. So You've gotten a little sharper since then. Yes. Yeah, basically rewrote the whole thing, and then I decided to make it come to life because COVID, there's nothing going on, and there's nothing like that in the BMX world. Yeah. Because the kids have the pros to look up to, but they don't really have anything else besides the pros to just say, hey, I want to be like that. So if they have something handheld that they can... You might you Having, might just get you might just get some somebody yeah. interested in you know a young kid in in, in the sport like right. the way you were and that's educational also and it doesn't even though it's a BMX racing styled book it can apply to all uh, disciplines of biking. Well, right. that's a, it's a real page turner because uh, E is for elbows, guys. Yeah, we <laughs> try to keep those up. Yeah, we keep those up. Yep. Uh, Steve, what do you think F is for? I'm gonna say flatulence, but I'm probably wrong. <laughs> no. Finish line. Finish line, uh, of course. Never That's why I would be a terrible kids book writer. By the way, the artwork is great in this. Uh, did, did you do that through... Uh, who, who did the artwork on this? Uh, my Aunt Jennifer, her illustrator, Andy okay. Lendway, okay. did the same illustrations for my book. It, it reminds me of... Uh, the, there was an alphabet type of book that we had when my... Uh, when it was an alphabet book. It was different sports books. It was, uh, it was like the, you know... Um, the, the, it, it was like the, from the football's perspective, oh, okay. from the baseball's like, perspective, uh, getting okay. smacked around. Yeah, yeah, actually. And, uh, and so it looks like that. That's really cute. I like that. And how, how long has this been on sale? Since April. Okay. So yeah. it's, it's, it's so new. I, I started okay. it last year in August when I got all the writing done and then that's when the illustrations started and I made a Kickstarter campaign, which is like a creative Go fund me. Yes, no, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I can... had a ten thousand dollar goal, and I ended up meeting that goal plus a little bit more to get all the illustrations and the printing done. And wow, yeah. nice. There's That's a link cool. to uh, to the book on Peyton's uh, Instagram page too, which is Peyton Ridenauer. Peyton, you got any siblings? No, I don't. No, you're an only child. Yes, but I do have. A beagle rocket who's three, there which is go. basically like a sibling. <laughs> <laughs> well, your parents did it so good the first time, they said, why even try again? 
Yeah. Well, no, that's good because they can they can really hyper focus on yeah. her uh, activities. It's and, demanding. And absolutely, yeah. if you got to be traveling all over the place and everything, imagine dragging another sibling you don't even like around. Shut up! Yeah. Shut up! Your Stop. sister's doing a wonderful job. You're, just a, you're annoying. Yeah, I've definitely been all over the place lately, so to have my dog at home to keep my parents' company is great. Do you have a best friend? Not really, no. I was going to say, if somebody like that, that goes with you to, to these events or anything like that. Um, A lot of the places I go with my parents will travel together, Yeah, but I do have a few friends that I'll travel with sometimes. I just got back from Rockford, Illinois this past weekend, and I went with my friend from Canada and my two other friends from California. Oh, wow. I mean, okay. not to be resumptuous, but I think at this point, I'm kind of sensing that we're your best friends. <laughs> <laughs> so when yeah, you yeah. win, you have to thank us. <laughs> no, it's awesome, and the book is great. It's, it's really well done. Uh, so. By the way, with uh, when going to the Olympics, um, the team, uh, is it, it, BMX is an individual sport, correct? Right. Okay, I wasn't sure if there was a team scoring. I don't know how it works. Uh, so you guys could, we, we could get a, uh, we could get a, uh, um, a gold, silver, and bronze American win, uh, potentially, because there's three women in the Right. Uh, so the for BMX, there's going to be some qualifying races on the 29th, and then that's going to determine who goes to the next round. Okay. And then on the 30th, there will be more qualifying races, and then that will go into one final. So you have one chance in the final, however you place, one through eighth, that's how you finish up. One final race, yep. and that determines uh, everything. That is it. Wow. Nice, okay. Um, how many people uh, per heat, per uh, per race? There will be eight. Okay. So, yeah, so uh, well, a, you just said that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, listen, a, we're new to this world. Yeah. A gate only holds eight people. Okay. That's a cool thing, the whole gate setup at the beginning of the race where it's tilted down. Is that, have you ever fallen over while waiting? No. Okay, because I know I would. That's how I know I would not be good at the sport. I would just fall over at the gate. Yeah, can, so, there, can there be a false start or or no? Because the gate blocks your front wheel, right? Right. It'll go off of a cadence, so it'll say, rider's ready, watch the gate, and then beeps will go, and you can either choose to listen to the beeps or you can look at the lights, and it'll go red, yellow, yellow, green. Yeah. And that's how people base their timing off of when to go. How critical, I assume it's with anything, that first nanosecond is critical. So what's, what's your, do you have a special? trick uh or do would you do as i would do in full full, full forward <laughs> it's it's super critical because it's cut off or v cut off so if you don't get out of the gate well someone could just cut you off and it's then, little, then you're it, in the back you're yeah. jockeying for position as quickly as you can right right yeah okay so besides this uh this young lady from columbia who is your biggest competition mm. uh probably the other u.s girls yeah yeah they're really fast and also, the girls from the Netherlands are super fast also. Have they written children's books? <laughs> no, they haven't. Then they're losers. <laughs> no, that's, 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 that's cool. We're very proud of you. I mean, just meeting yeah, you, you're, yeah. you're, you're wonderful. And, and, and the fact that you, you know, did the kids' book and everything like this. But, I mean, your career is off and running. I mean, and, and you love what you do. You haven't reached – this is the thing you always hate to see, like with athletes, you know, when they start to say, oh, this is – becoming more of a job but you're you're not there you're enjoying all of it correct right yeah yep. that's awesome. by the way can you make a can you make a career out of uh bmx riding can you make enough money to to live exclusively off of that yes you can but you have to win a lot yeah <laughs> yeah so I would imagine the endorsements are where the you know the real right. paycheck comes yeah, in. yeah you're gonna get a lot of it from sponsorships but they'll also pay out at the events but mm-hmm. the payout at the events isn't very good right Right. Yeah. Did we say where you went to high school? I know you're from Pottstown. Yeah. Um, Owen J. Roberts. Owen J. Okay, cool. 
Awesome. Did you uh, uh, and and um, do you have any plans post Olympics when you know when you get yeah. back? Like what happens afterwards? Like with schooling or or, or, or career, schooling professionally, yeah. riding, whatever. Kids books. So right when I get back from the Olympics, I have to go to the World Championships in the Netherlands. So I'm only going to be home for a few <laughs> weeks, and then I'll head out to there. Wow! But, wow! Wow! How do you deal with jet lag? <laughs> Sleep <laughs> as much yeah, as I didn't you know can. If you had a system yeah. or not? Some people like to stay up, uh, or some people like to go to sleep right away, or you know. Yeah, I like to try to stay up until the time that I'm supposed to go to bed. Right. So you but, keep yeah. it on a schedule because we we've talked to 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 prize fighters and people you know UFC fighters who if they travel to a different time zone stay on the time zone here mm-hmm. so that it doesn't throw off their clock too much. And that's something you would do as well. Yeah, I haven't done it too much yet just because I haven't been on crazy times of right. changes. But when I go to Tokyo, it'll be a pretty That'll be crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, listen, uh, we're like Steve said, we're very proud of you. And we're looking forward to seeing you represent the country at the 2020 uh, Tokyo Olympics. It should be very cool. So we'll be pulling for you. We'll be watching, okay? And hopefully we'll be talking to you with a gold medal. Yeah. And you know what? Next time the P test is on us. Yeah, 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 we'll do that. And check out uh, Peyton's book, A to Z BMX Style. We'll post the links on PrestonandSteve.com, and you can follow her on Instagram. It's Peyton, uh, Peyton Ridenour, R-I-D-E-N-O-U-R. But we'll post that so you can get it. So uh, nice to meet you, Peanut. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me. And can I thank a few people real quick? Sure. All right. I'd like to give a shout-out to Crazy Ronnie and Big Richie from Send Trucking, Jeff Hanna Jr. and Sr., and my amazing parents, and my coach Ariel, and just all my sponsors and my friends and family that are around me. Yes, that's how you do it. Let's hear for Peyton. Right now, we're headed to the Olympics. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a second. Make sure you stay with us. Join Jackie Bam Bam Saturday from noon to 3 at the Verizon store at 1301 Bristol Pike in Ben Salem. When you buy a select smartphone from Verizon, you'll get up to $1,000 towards a second smartphone with select unlimited plans. Additional terms apply. Papa Roach. Papa. Papa. Roasted. (laughs) Papa Roasted. Papa Roasted on 93.3 WMMR. Uh, and uh, come around. It is one minute after ten o'clock. Today is a Wednesday day. Never understood that spelling. Neither. Have why did I. they do all it's that? It's just an abomination. And why? Why not just eliminate the R and make it February instead of February? I, I agree. I sometimes say February. Yeah. Even though my entire life growing up, I had always said February. Yeah. And then you seem pompous now if you say the Ruary. Ruary and Wednesday. Yeah. Stupid, stupid language. Speaking of stupid, let's get NJM Insurance Group traffic. Who's stupid in Not traffic? Not you. It is stupid. Traffic in and of itself is just stupid. stupid. Read the traffic, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hate all of you. I, there's not one person I don't hate here today. Uh, 206 northbound jams from Route 70 to Ridge Road. Sounds about right. There's an overturned. And we just got roasted. <laughs> there's an overturned vehicle that's causing that delay. 55 northbound. We still have some volume. Deptford to 42 over the Ben Franklin Bridge. Westbound is jammed, right lane construction. On the Vine, westbound, you're heavy to Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill Expressway. Uh, and then on the eastbound side, Schuylkill to Broad. 
Pennsylvania Turnpike construction in the right lane eastbound between Willow Grove and Ben Salem. That's causing delays. Schuylkill eastbound slowing the boulevard into the vine. Both directions between Broad and Pashyunk westbound from City out to Belmont. Gladwin to Conshohock and King of Prussia to 202. Lane closures there for the sinkhole repair work. And then 295 eastbound at the Scudder Falls Bridge. The roadway reduced to one lane. 95 southbound slowing the Betsy Ross Bridge through to Girard. This traffic report brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. Want to see your loan options, adjust payments, and closing costs online in real time? Rocket can when you need certainty in home buying process with a loan that fits your life. Rocket can Rocket Mortgage. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, Nick found the origin of Wednesday and the, the, the meaning of it. So the yeah. word Wednesday is adapted over time. Its origin lies in Old English Germanic languages where it emanated from the word Wodnitzdag. Wodnitzdag. Throughout Old English and Middle English, it remained an homage to the Anglo-Saxon god Woden and the Germanic god Wodan. Which is Uh, a large pterodactyl-like bird. You may be familiar with the Norse equivalent of Odin. Ah, Woden is like Odin. Woden. 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 So what's going on? So they left a D in there, I guess, as a nod. How's the Bifrost? Woden and Zdag. Okay. Well, then that's why you have that bizarre. I don't know. Nick, is that how you would pronounce that? You've you've taken German. Yeah, Woden. Woden and Zdag. Woden and Zdag. Okay. And And, uh, we just held on to it for some unknown reason. Yes, so. Listen, it makes us so sweet. And Thursday is Thor's Day, right? Yes, it is. Odin, and uh, it would come right after. Friday was originally Hulk's Day. (laughs) It was not. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They left Loki out of there. He used to Asgard, right? Poor guy. New uh, episode of Loki today. Yeah, I watched the first one, finally. What do you think? I had been waiting to watch it with my daughter, (laughs) and she informed me last week that she had watched the two without me. She cheated on you. She did. I was roasted. (laughs) Roasted by your own daughter. Yeah. That sucks. So I went ahead and watched the first episode last night. It's great. I love it. Yeah. I can't wait to watch uh, the following two. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know... You think it's as important to you as it is to her, and, and you know, yes. and it's not. No, and that's uh, heartbreaking. These Just, would be the, the wonderful father-daughter things to share. I gave up on my sons. They, <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. They don't. They don't care. I wanted to watch things with them, but you know, they they uh, they no, they've taken don't their own care. damn time. They don't care. <laughs> yeah, they just don't care. Leave us alone, old man. Yeah. All right, uh, I need to do the bizarre file, so let's do that now. No. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. All right, it's brought to you by Acme. They have everything you need to prep for this summer season. Acme Fresh Foods, local flavor. So. Uh, Local Boy Scouts in Pensacola, Florida, discovered human remains on Saturday while they cleaned in and around a building as part of an Eagle Scout project. So they were actually said, we need you boys to go clean these human remains? I don't know. No, Pensacola police said in a statement that it was... We're going to get our human remains badge. Investigating the incident, the medical examiner's office determined the bones were found found were human. Wow. Uh, The police said that the historically designated building where the remains were found is owned by the city... And has been used over the years by civic groups, including the Boy Scouts. And they were just cleaning up, and they found a dead person. We have, uh, like, woods near my house, and my son will go out there, venture from time to time, and he always brings back bones. I'm like, dude, stop picking up dead yeah. bones. 
it's gross, you know. Bring and back not... live bugs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what from like squirrels and stuff? No, like uh, I was about to say, no, like squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> not squirrels, more like squirrels. Like squirrels. I don't, and not squirrels, back... but other squirrels. Also, I want to go back to dead bones. Yeah. <laughs> not live bones. Yeah. I was going to say dead animals, but but they're bones. Yes. And they're usually like uh, where are all the live bones? Here, <laughs> bones. Down at the creek drinking. <laughs> Got a great shot of a bone drinking out of the creek. Oh, it's majestic. Uh, Next story. A South Carolina man told police his girlfriend of two weeks assaulted him during an argument over making s'mores early Saturday morning. Police interviewed the Myrtle Beach couple, both of whom said that they had quarreled over the treat. I want some s'mores. The 45... That's a nighttime food, not a breakfast food. Uh, the 45-year-old woman shut said... Up. <laughs> you shut up. That's how it started. That's how it started. started. Yeah. They said the dispute never got physical and was verbal. That she said uh, only uh, while her 54-year-old boyfriend. Step back, bitch, because you're about to get roasted. Alleged, <laughs> alleged that she struck him during the dispute. Oh. A Myrtle Beach uh, officer noted the victim and offender have been dating for two weeks and lived together the whole time. Police said that since the man had no bruises or marks to corroborate his claim, and no other witnesses were present during the alleged assault. There was not enough evidence to make an arrest on the, of the offender. Uh, this was pretty wild. I saw this video, shocking video of an alleged road rage incident Friday on the Staten Island Expressway. Yeah. Shows an irate driver smash the windshield of another motor's truck with a baseball bat oh. before fleeing the scene. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, the operator of the truck filmed the ordeal from the driver's seat. As an unidentified male took swings at the front end and windshield, a child inside the vehicle is heard screaming while his father, the man filming, tries to calm him down. After the unidentified man approached with the bat, he could be heard yelling, you're not going to pay for my car? Uh, The driver of the truck, who asked to remain anonymous, said that the incident occurred as he was driving the right lane of the Staten Island Expressway. One vehicle passed him on the shoulder of the expressway, but when the second car attempted to eat by as well, traffic cone marking a pothole in the road made that motorist uh, merge back onto the highway sooner than expected. Wow. The motorist's rear driver's side allegedly clipped the truck's front bumper, uh, the driver said, and the pair of vehicles pulled over. Uh, he said, right when I got out, he started yelling about, you're paying for this, cursing and all that good stuff. Uh, and he was like, you just hit me, and my response was, my truck doesn't travel sideways. Uh, the damage to the man's truck was minimal, and he told another driver that he would get his insurance, call the police to respond to the scene. They em- That enraged the driver. He approached the father, whose 9, 11-year-old sons were in the backseat. He said, I stood there thinking this is going to get escalated into a physical thing. At that time, I was like, I'm not doing this. I had my kids in the car. After telling the motorist who allegedly struck his truck that he was not paying for the damages, the driver of the truck said he saw the man run over his friend's car, grab something uh, of the vehicle, yeah. a baseball bat, and he came over and he started smashing it. Um the father of two said he put the truck back in a park before the irate man smashed the headlight and the windshield of the vehicle. Thinking back on the incident, the man uh, who is a retired member of the military said that his children's presence likely helped him stay calm throughout the interaction. Said he was glad his kids were in the car because he might have gotten out. And he might have done something. He could have killed them or vice versa. Or vice versa. So yeah. uh, investigators are trying to locate the man. They've got really good video oh, it's of crystal him. clear, yeah. Uh, so hopefully they'll be able to track him down. A 35-year-old Emmaus man who was lighting fireworks on Sunday night in a pickup truck and trying to toss him out a window apparently didn't get rid of one in time, critically injured himself. It blew up in the car inside the truck 
and they had to get him to the hospital immediately. They found the injured man who had been sitting in a parked Ram 1500 at the time of the blast. Responders rented first aid, including a tourniquet. Jeez. Uh, so maybe something blew off. It I don't know. It sounds like that. Uh, he was rushed to the Lehigh Valley Hospital, where he was in critical condition on Monday night. Uh, the explosion <laughs> the explosion did significant damage to the inside of the truck, but there wasn't a fire. Uh, the Allentown Fire Department bomb squad was brought in to make sure there weren't any other... He's still in the hospital. Fireworks in the truck, where, which uh, there were not... He was... Come on, man. Uh, the insuring police... Wait, wait, he's trying to say something. Investigation. <laughs> investigation determined uh, the man bought the fireworks a year ago. They didn't specify what sort of fireworks caused the injuries. Well, you don't want to... You just... No. You, do, you don't do that. You, no. I, I would exit the vehicle and then light them in, in a field or something. Right. Uh, but uh, he made a mistake. <laughs> All right, and then finally, uh, here's another fireworks story. In Minnesota, police say a group of juveniles lit a fireworks display oh boy. inside a grocery store, oh. causing fire in the store. Oh. Uh, a call came in on Monday. The caller said that the juveniles lit the fireworks display inside the store, and there was a considerable amount of smoke and so on. So most of the ones that you can get inside stores. Sparklers. Sparklers, smoke yeah. bombs, stuff sure. like that. So yeah. there weren't any big explosions or anything like that. But, I mean, you can still cause an inferno with something yes. like that. Uh, the fire department arrived. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it's okay. There are no explosives. In- <laughs> yeah, they have arrived and put out the flames. That's what I was waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, so that, uh, but still, the, the heat generator. <laughs> the heat generator is pretty. Formidable. Why don't we take a five-minute break? <laughs> No one was injured. Officers said the store remains closed as crews investigate and uh, clean up. A spokesperson from the store said the company is referring inquiries about the fire to local police and fire departments. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you right now. All right, Kathy, all mm-hmm. morning long, we've asked people to text in for the secret text word. Let's get a number caller and a winner here. 17. All right, 17th caller. You get to take a shot at it. 215-263-WMMR, our number. We'll break, come back, lesson question, trash, music news. Those things are coming up next. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we're looking for a secret text number caller. 17 is uh, the word that Kathy said or the number that Kathy said. So I'm going to go to Taylor, who's caller 17. Hey, Taylor. Hey, good morning, It. Good morning, It. What is the secret text word, Taylor? Sandals. Yes. <laughs> Sandals is correct. Hang on the line. We will give you uh, $50 from Everfresh Juices and Juice Drinks. And your ticket to a refreshing summer starts with Everfresh Juices. With over 40 flavors to choose from. You can get some at your neighborhood store. Locations at everfreshjuice.com. Uh, click contest at WMMR.com to enter for your chance to win $150 from Everfresh. We grabbed a random texter, too. And that random texter is Morgan Jones, who is from... What does that say, Casey? Uh, Mer- Mertztown? Mertztown. Fred Mer- Mertztown. Mertztown, Pennsylvania. So congratulations to you, Morgan. We'll take care of you. And we are now going to do today's lesson question. And I we- blew it. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You're, you're going to ask it because I don't have them here. Uh, digital download of Godzilla versus Kong. So, Nick, what's our question today? Who was the eighth dwarf? 
All right, who's the eighth <laughs> dwarf? I remember this one. All right, yeah, yeah, it's good. Two one five two six three. WMMR, if you were listening from earlier this morning in the inter- entertainment report, then you should know who the eighth dwarf was. 215-263-WMMR. Call now. We'll do the trash while you call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by <laughs> Stateside Vodka Sodas. They are made with just three simple ingredients. Stateside Vodka, sparkling water, and real fruit juice. Available in liquor stores at Stateside or also at statesidevodka.com uh, for pickup or shipping in PA. What's going on, Steve? Well, Olympic star Greg Louganis and his husband John Shalott are ending their marriage. Greg says he took a deep dive on marriage, hoping to make a big splash, <laughs> prompting John to jump in quickly, saying, This is why I'm leaving him. <laughs> Actor Michael Cimino says he has been getting death threats for playing a gay character in the TV series Love Victor, even though he is straight. Chimino says he's taking the threats very seriously and has started giving oral to men. Oh, oh my God. Just to make sure. And finally, Kendall Jenner getting another restraining order against yet another man who has been stalking her since 2018. Fortunately, the entire Kardashian-Jenner clan has had so many stalkers on so many occasions that Mad Libs has provided them with blank restraining orders that they can fill out themselves. (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trash. All right, we'll go over to the phones and try to get an answer to the question, who was the, who's the eighth dwarf? 215-263-WMMR. Uh, and I'll go to Frankie for that answer. Yo, Frankie. Hey, what's up? Yo, Frankie, we need to know the name of the eighth dwarf, please. Hey, I got to say, I'm a Satterson kid, so you know we like to roll smart. The dwarf is Tony. Tony! <laughs> nice. A good plug for Satterson. Hang on, Frankie. We're going to give you a digital download of Godzilla versus Kong. The fate of the world hangs in the balance as these legendary adversaries collide in a battle for the ages. Who will fall and who will be crowned the king of all monsters? You can own it now on digital and 4K Ultra HD. Now, Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. When can we have a threesome? All right. It's brought to you by Armor, Metals, and Recycling. Get cash today if you need cash fast. Bring your scrap and e-cycling to Armor, Metals, and Recycling and walk away with cash today. Located in Pensacola, New Jersey or at ArmorMetalsRecycling.com. We'll begin with Metallica. They have set a release for September 10th for the eagerly awaited multimedia box set edition of their self-titled 1991 set, better known to fans as the Black Album. Mm. The massive Metallica deluxe box set includes 14 CDs, 6 LPs, and 6 DVDs, among much more. Featuring over 24 hours of content, the new set includes the original Black Album, remastered on 180-gram vinyl and CD, the Sabbath True Picture Disc, Alive at Wembley AP, uh, the Live in Moscow, double LP, two interview CDs, five CDs of demos and rough mixes, six live CDs, and six live <laughs> and behind-the-scenes DVD. And a pizza cutter. Uh, there's a lyric folder, three lithios, lanyard, tour laminates, three guitar picks, and a 120-page book filled with never-before-seen photos and stories from those who were there. The collection runs just under $240. Also coming September 10th is a companion uh, covers collection. I think we have a clip from one of these. Yes. Titled The Metallica Blacklist, which included a whopping 53 covers by such artists as Weezer, St. Vincent, My Morning Jacket, Cage the Elephant, Darius Rucker, 
there's a, a bunch of them. Corey Taylor and one of them with uh, Miley Cyrus. So we're going to hear a little bit of that. Here we go. And nothing else matters. By the way, on this particular song, it also features Elton John, uh, Yo-Yo Ma, Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Chad Smith, uh, and the Metallica bassist Robert Trujillo. Doing Metallica. So That's... next Tuesday we're gonna have Mikey TV or Mike TV on our show. Oh, Seriously, yeah, really. Dude. The guy who played Mike TV in uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yep. Who I yeah. contend uh, uh, sounds like uh, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus speaks yeah. like him like as a kid. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His name is. I go up in his face, trying to do a million pieces, flying above our heads right now. Yeah. <laughs> It's the 50th anniversary of that movie. Oh, oh it holy. is magnificent. All right. Well, we'll talk to Mike TV, a.k.a. Miley Cyrus, next week. <laughs> uh, with a social media post stating there will be rock, Foo Fighters have announced their show in Los Angeles at the Forum on July 17th. They will play the first full-capacity concert at the iconic venue in more than a year. So they got the honor in New York. They now get the honor in Los Angeles. This is all in preparation for their big concert here, right, Preston? It is, I guess. No, I no there is not. There's not Damn it. Uh, so tickets go on sale Friday at 10 p.m., uh, 10 a.m., I'm sorry, Pacific Time at Ticketmaster.com. Uh, Foo Fighters played their first full-capacity mask-free concert at Madison Square Garden uh, last week, and uh, or this past weekend, I should say. Um, and all attendees were required to show proof of having received two doses of COVID-19. The band has a string of upcoming shows beginning next month as well. Uh, and, well, uh, no, you know what? I'll go to uh-huh. this one next. Elton John has made an announcement. He's ready to bring his farewell uh, farewell Yellow Brick Road tour to an end, and he's announced his final tour dates in North America, and this final leg will kick off in Philadelphia. Yay! Which is great. And it's in short uh, order. It is less than a month away. It's going to be July 15th, and it will be at Citizens Bank Park. So was this not um, the show that I think Pierre had been to? Yeah, he he went to it. He was raving about they put up the uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road poster art, basically, on a huge screen behind him, and it was just an amazing thing. Well, I don't know, Preston. And Elton goes up into Into it, actually physically into it. Would you see it, the show? Maybe. Uh, I've seen Elton a few times, well, yeah. and he's phenomenal. He's he's excellent. It's just a, the, the catalog is second to none. Uh, he can still perform those songs like nobody's business, so maybe. If he's going to wrap it up for good, then, then maybe I should commit right. to see this, you know? And one of the greatest shows I ever saw was him. He, he did, a, you know, just him on two pianos, an electric and a uh, mm. uh, Steinway, and a percussionist. And he did almost four hours. It was yep. amazing. So tickets are on sale Wednesday, uh, a week from today, by the way, at uh, 10 a.m. And uh, we have the details available at WMMR.com. And then finally, Billy Joel's 1978 classic, My Life, has found a new lease on life 
as part of the soundtrack to the new Paul Rudd and Will Ferrell Apple TV Plus series, the 52nd Street, or the series. Uh, it's called The Shrink Next Door. Uh, the 52nd Street favorite, which was uh, first used on the small screen back in 1980 uh, in a re-recorded form for ABC's Bosom Buddies with yes. Tom Hanks. Great. And now will be remixed and is featured in the trailer for The Shrink Next Door, which will premiere November 12th. So I don't know if it's going to be a quote-unquote theme song or if they're just using it for the trailer or teaser or what at this point. That's all that I have in music news for you. That's all you need, man. That means we are going to take a break and come back in a second and get ready to wrap up the entire show. So stay put because that will be on the way next. Stay with us. What's new? Why have you asked? Dropkick Murphys. Foo Fighters. Black Pumas. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. Programming note. Elton John's not coming till 2022. <laughs> oh, well. Not July 15th, as reported earlier. It will be July. Well, it will be July 15th. Yeah. Yes. It's not Here. this year. I had said less than a month, so. I blame, I blame Nick McElwain, yeah. and Nick McElwain accepts the blame because he's the one who shared the story. Absolutely. Well, look at it this way. You'll get time uh, to put together some snacks to bring with you. That's true. Uh, yeah. And, well, the good thing is is that July 15th this year would have been a Thursday. July 15th next year is a Friday. So, Oh, well, that's even better. That's much better. Yeah, so. it actually worked out much better. Sorry about that. Uh, do tickets still go on sale this Wednesday or they this com- next Wednesday, a week yeah. from today? So okay. uh, this Wednesday, more than a year in advance of the show. Uh, but, yeah, I just didn't bother reading the year when mm. I read this news. No, it's all right. Listen, dude, concerts are being added yeah. like crazy right now. So it's pretty easy to assume that the ones that you see will be for this year. You remember that article? I think it was in uh, the Inquirer saying uh, if there's any band you've ever wanted to see, chances are they're getting out on tour right now. Yep, exactly. So, all right. Right, anyhow, uh, I would like to uh, thank our guest this morning, Peyton Rydor. Peyton is uh, 19 years old. She is from Pottstown. She's great. Uh, she was so cool. She was a sweet gal. Uh, you can tell she's a fierce competitor. Yeah. Um, and just a really nice person. And she is headed to the Tokyo Olympics. Uh, and she's going to represent the country and hopefully bring back a gold medal. Uh, she was going on about... You know how nobody, uh, there's very little audience for, for BMX racing. So I think we should surprise her and everybody pay attention and yes. see what happens. We are absolutely going to do that because yep. she's she's really cool. Yeah, so it was nice. She has a kid's book out, a children's book. It's an A to Z book. It's called uh, A to Z BMX Style. And uh, we've got links and information about uh, Peyton on uh, PrestonSteve.com if you want to check that out. So she was really cool and we thank her parents for bringing her by this morning for her drug test here. At <laughs> she right. had her Olympic drug test on premises. It's they, so funny. They yeah. do it randomly. They can find you anywhere and right. say, we're going to test you right now. And they came by here and <laughs> tested her this morning. That's great. That's how rigid it is. So uh, so she was our lone guest. That means we need to do the letter of the day and I believe Casey's going to give us that today. You got it. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the President Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... N, as in nincompoop. All right, and we have a sweet escape package at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City, including a midweek stay in the suite, a $100 dinner voucher, and a spa package that comes with it. You can book your Hard Rock Atlantic City escape starting at just 89 bucks at Hard Rock Hotel Atlantic City. 
Dot com. Uh, I will just now move along to thanking our sponsors. President Steve Show has been brought to you today by Acme. They've got everything that you need to prep for this summer season. Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. Also, Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. And Fred Beans. Come see why it's better at Beans. Shop hundreds of your favorite vehicles online at fredbeans.com. Tomorrow on the program, WWE wrestler Drew Gulak will be here to sample my edible charcuterie board. <laughs> Same old story, right? He's a WWE star, but he, he grew up listening to us, and uh, he commented on a um, homemade charcuterie board that I made on Instagram. So he's coming in. I'll make one tonight. Yes. And have it for tomorrow. So we'll also have uh, singer-songwriter Don McCluskey along with Rob McElhinney. They, the two are friends. They're working on stuff together. Uh, Don will be in our studio. Rob will be on the phone. Excellent. We'll talk a little bit more about that matchup at the Union and uh, Wrexham AFC as well. It's coming. And John Brazier. Hey. John Brazier! Hey. Director of Fun and Games for your yeah. Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. Uh, he'll be joining us, but it's always good to catch up with John. So uh, that is it. We are done. Rage on and have yourself a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Yes. Preston and Steve. On 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the map. Why don't we take a five-minute break? Run with us on a John Deere Z365RZ track mower. Built for taking it easy. With standard mulch control to control your clippings without any extra effort. Because lawns are for living. Nothing runs like a deer. Tap the banner for more.